Welcome to the Movie Theater Time Machine Podcast. Good evening. Today we bring to you a presentation of the Hitchcock Hour Rope. For two young men, will you see them? Will they be cut? Will they throw a party? And will they get away with it? Who knows? So we're joined here by the cast of Kaz, Nick, Dan, Jocelyn, and Bob. And we're here to enjoy the show on your podcatcher of choice. So here we bring the tale to you. Uh, hi, I'm Kaz, and you're quite a good chicken strangler, as I recall. <laughs> I'm Nick, and I've never strangled a chicken in my life. I'm Dan, and uh, if I were you, I would go easy on the pate, dear. Calories. Uh, I'm Joss, and no, personally, I would prefer, I would prefer to cut a throat week or strangulation day. Hello, Champagne. I'm Ginger Peachy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <then. laughs> and that's the the line you chose. You're keeping secret from you us. You know it. Oh, yeah, it's perfect. I, Ginger yeah. Peachy. I mean, Jesus, that's me to a T. <laughs> <laughs> Is it someone's birthday? Quite the opposite. <laughs> All right, so the cast of this film. We Did got you mention the year? Um, 1948. 1948. Yeah, close enough. Rope, it's a 1948 film. This was a Warner Brothers picture. Originally, later, bought by the rights by Universal. Cast of the film, it goes, James Stewart is Rupert Kettle. Sorry. John Dahl is Brandon Shaw. We have Farley Granger as Philip Morgan, Edith Evanson as Miss Wilson, the lovely Joan Chandler as Janet Walker. Hey, now. She's pretty. She sure is. Mm. Sir Cedric Hardwick, that is uh, Mr. Henry Kentley. Uh, You have Constance Collier, uh, who is Miss Anita Atwater, the very uh, prim and proper older lady. Uh, Douglas Dick is uh, Kenneth Lawrence. And uh, the poor soul of Dick Hogan, uh, one David Kentley. Yeah. Who lasted all of... What, three, four mm, seconds on screen? Something like that. <laughs> well, he, last, he was part of the trailer of the film, and then maybe the first few minutes, and then he was no longer to be seen. Mm-hmm. He was in the, in the he had more, uh, more time and lines in the trailer than he did the actual movie. Yeah, right. that was really the cool oh. thing about the film was um, if you guys had a chance to watch the trailer, it was like uh, like the setup to the film basically. Really? If you had watched it, because it, it involved. I, had. Um, I didn't. Both. Uh, who was it? Was it uh, him and Janet are yes. in? Uh, they're like talking in the park. They're sitting in a park bench like, about their future, and, and then, there's like a, a like a. I didn't watch it, but I read about it where mm-hmm. it's like there's like a voiceover. It's like this is the last time anyone will see yep. David. Uh, that was Jane, That was Stewart. Jimmy yeah. Stewart doing his uh, good old Jimmy Stewart impression of himself. <laughs> And then uh, giving like no, so we're giving like that's a, me. a yeah. four. The, the Can a four. person do an impression of themselves? Yeah. Is that possible? <laughs> I Again, guess. Unless <laughs> well, they're a caricature, I'm guessing. Well, yeah. No. Yeah, they can. Yeah. They can. The Shrek movies. Antonio Banderas doing a bad Antonio Banderas imp- impersonation for the character Puss in Boots. It's true. <laughs> that yeah. He is spoofing yeah. himself. He is, he yeah. is doing an impression of himself. That yeah, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> 
And uh, John Lithgow did that for a couple episodes of Third Rock from the Sun, where yep. he did a, a, an exaggerated version of himself as Evil Dick. Yep. Which is probably <laughs> one of my favorite things to say. <laughs> evil Dick. Evil Dick. Evil Dick. <laughs> You know what Just you want to say. Just out there willy-nilly. <laughs> <laughs> Weener. So, so he's just sticking around, huh? <laughs> he's sticking around. <laughs> so after we uh, conclude on the trailer, then we move into the uh, the main film. We get the uh, the credits as they roll. We see uh, one Mr. Alfred Hitchcock walking up the street. Uh, you see him very quickly, oddly enough, uh, but that's his, like uh, one of his cameos for the film. There's another. We can hopefully get to that later on in the film. Amongst other things, but uh, yeah, interesting miss, things to know. What's that? I missed the second one. Like, I, I had, had trouble I too. I won't lie. I had to go back a couple yeah. times because I, 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 yeah. 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 I thought I saw. I Where thought the I saw. Him? Everybody, you find yeah. him? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I saw him, and then I actually had to take a step back and go, okay, like look it up. And there's a website uh, if you Google it called Alfred Hitchcock Cameo, huh. and it goes through where all the cameos are in his film, and then screenshots them. Oh, sweet. So sweet. it's been up for a while. It looks like it was an old Angel Fire website. <laughs> so, like, that just goes on how far wow. back it's been. So, internet yeah, so back when anybody could do any, anybody can do a yeah. website itself. But, I don't know, it was wild. But, you know, then I caught it. I'm like, is that? It is. Mm -hmm. yep. There's the fat man. <laughs> <laughs> a couple things to know. Uh, this was uh, Hitchcock's very first color film. Yep. Uh, and I'll go into it. I know, Jocelyn, you wanted to talk about it. I'll just do a small synopsis. Uh, the film was based on, very loosely based, on the real-life murder. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess it was committed back in the early 20s. 1924. Uh, thank you. Yep. University of Chicago. Uh, two students, uh, Nathan Leopold and one Richard Loeb who uh, decided that murder was cool and they should try it out, which yep. is a terrible thing to think and, it, and do. The reason why this movie brought it all up for me is because I've read their story before. It was in you know one of the numerous uh, sort of crime books that I used to read a long time ago. And, uh, yeah, they were basically... It, it, the movie, the minute the movie started and after they killed the guy and they start talking to each other and they're talking about how they were school friends and they had talked about how they wanted to do this, it literally just made me go, oh my god, I know this story because it, they delved deeply into it in a book I read a long time ago that I can't remember the name of. But they basically were exactly the same. They were friends. Uh, they... <laughs> lived in very close proximity to each other, mm. had no interest in in dating or girls or anything like they that. They were both confirmed bachelors. They were bachelors. both confirmed bachelors, pretty much. <laughs> and they, um... Yeah, they, uh... They thought they, themselves superior to everybody else uh, mentally because they were both very smart, and mm -hmm. they decided together that, yeah, they were going to kill somebody, and they needed to find an easy target to do it. And, um... Neither one of them felt any remorse or guilt over it. Was one of them as uh, blabbermouthy as what Brandon? No, kept that, yeah. as Philip. Was Philip? No, the but one they also didn't parade. Philip, yeah. They oh. also didn't parade around it. Ah, okay. You know, they didn't. They didn't have a party. They didn't have a party to show <laughs> off of the themselves. Let's leave the casket right here. Nobody will see it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's, well, no, not even just that. Let's move the entire dinner in here. Let's have dinner above his corpse. Let's be, because we let's are be so 
arrogance. Let's be unbearably yeah. conspicuous. Yeah, it's, it's like, isn't there something like, it's just... No, because he, it, it, ne- he thought himself... Yeah. The first, one yeah. of the first things he says in the movie, um, uh, Brandon says, is something along the lines of, oh my God, I feel like I'm a god. I feel invincible right, right now. Right, yeah. Like, like nobody can hurt me because he, he did this thing and he... he thought himself so superior and so kind of holier than thou that nobody was going to catch him because he is like a god. Mm. So when Jimmy Stewart later on asks him Did you feel like a god? Did you feel like a god? Yes. Mm. Yes he did. Yeah. So now to to be fair and not that I don't condone murder but I used to work in retail I can almost understand (laughs) (laughs) But you know, there we go. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, stop it, shush. But it's like to the. Gino uh, agrees with everything. Yeah, and, and yeah, it's. <laughs> but it's also like the fact of it is like where Jimmy Stewart says at the end, he's like, we all think about it. Yeah, right. Of course, we I all have... think about. It, we all want to do. We all have that passing thought, but it, it goes I've, away. I've worked in retail around yeah. Christmas time. Trust me, the yeah. thoughts cross my mind. We've all, yeah. we've all had that thought about bashing in someone's head because yeah. they're pissing you off. Yeah. And you know where I've worked for 13 years. Mm-hmm. You know I've had it, too. Oh, yeah. I was there for a short while. I didn't make it to 13. Mm. <laughs> Hell no. Mm. Well, one okay. thing I did want to add, and I wanted to yeah, yeah, add a little, a little gap of space here. Um, and take this for what you will. This is my personal opinion. I, yeah, I really yeah. can't uh, say I found much got? on it. Yeah. Uh, this tale is a tale of white supremacy. In the sense oh, of big time. wanting to uh, eliminate someone because they feel they are of the lesser or inferior and because Man. this person is superior to them. Yeah. And this is a tale of white supremacy. Check your damn privilege. Very much so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much so. And I, I know thought, that's yeah. like a heavy thing to well, say. Yeah. In general, I mean, if you want to delve into it a little bit deeper, think about it this way. They killed a classmate. Yeah. They killed someone of the same peerage as, as them. So immediately everybody's going, oh my God, where's this kid? They even mention that they think that Janet broke up with the other guy because this guy is worth more money. Right. David's worth more. So this guy is part of it, the affluent. Yeah. So his disappearance would have been picked up on upon immediately. Right. What if they decided to kill the ho- the maid? Yeah. Uh, the poor, the poor, and the uh, the poor and the. At the time, I guess the word would have been colored people. They're, they end up being less dead. Exactly. So if, if if the doorman came up and the doorman was a person of color, yeah, would anybody have really noticed or cared? No. No. Sad to say, in '48, no. No. <laughs> today, very, less so too. Yeah, I would yeah. say today it would be. Uh, I'd like to think there's a little bit more of a chance they'd be. A little today. bit more, yeah. but not a hell of a lot. Yeah. Whoa, I was thinking it. If, you know, this is something that you mentioned last time. Was like if if they had cell phones, yeah, this would have been resolved immediately oh, because yeah. somebody would have taken a video, posted it on social media. There would have been yeah. there, there would have been video of Philip freaking the fuck out. It's yeah. like law of this dude. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, and then you know, before they even had dessert, you know, the cops would have been here. Yep. You know, yeah, I've got two for you, one for you, one for me, my dear. Oh, the cops. Oh, geez, what is this? Okay. All right, fine then. Oh! I I do kind of like the fact that Jimmy Stewart was kind of flirting with the maid. 
Yeah. I do like that. I like that they... They had chemistry. They did. They did. They did. And I'm going to give an explanation of that later on in the uh, the podcast. Okay. I will. Because it is there. Like, you really think there was some history, (laughs) and it just reminded me, like, he was probably... He was obviously some school teacher of theirs, you know, from way, way back. He was their, uh, effectively their their head of house. Yeah. 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 So from way from way way back, who obviously had a great influence on them. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. in particular Brandon, because yeah. Brandon was very uh, intent on inviting Rupert, uh, James yeah. Stewart character, to the uh, this uh, soiree house dinner that they were hosting, and also uh, his interest uh, behind the concept of uh, how uh, killing someone is uh, a type of art, where yeah. there's like some kind of superior type of artsy thing behind the whole thinking of it and how he just was so very intimately intent on what he had said and it's funny because he never he says it with such um what you think you think knowledge behind it right when in actuality he hadn't really thought about it at all he was just saying you know oh well i feel this way but it's not like it kept him up at night but you know, he, he, he was thinking of it as like a uh, philosophical kind abstract? of exercise. Kind yeah, of thing. he was abstracting yeah. it, yeah. and had no clue that his that what he had said so so kind of flippantly, flippantly, yeah, yeah. that uh, that somebody would have taken it seriously. Yeah, and I do have Jimmy's monologue at the end. That I want to, uh, you know, when we get to that point, I want to recite it word for it word because really it was good. so it was. damn powerful. It was. Yeah. It was very good. It was like, I got my spine shivered. And I'm like, Ooh. Well, but, this movie actually yeah. did something to me that hasn't happened in a very long time. Mm, what's that? It kept me on the edge of my seat a little yeah. bit, especially yeah. when they're opening, yeah. you know, oh. when she's going to put the books away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I'm literally going, oh my God, are they actually going, like... Because it's just her going back and forth and I'm watching her and over I'm on like, the couch and she's just I'm like anxious. leaning forward. I'm yeah. getting like, anxious and yeah. that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. Nothing does that anymore to Well, me. yeah, and there's one other scene that got me too, where uh, that got me, but then there's the other scene with Jimmy Stewart that brought back a bizarre memory that I, I, I not a bad one, but I, I remember being very, very, very nervous, mm-hmm. you know, in, in my past. And when we get to it, we'll get to it. Sure. But it was so wild. And, you know, this movie, my, my God. Are we going it is, in any kind of order, though? Uh, we'll, we'll go through as we, as we can go through it. But. All right, a few other things before yeah. we get to the, the crux of the story. Um, the end, well, the way it was shot. What's that? That's that well, was, yeah, was awesome get, too. The cinematography yeah. was great. Yeah, I was going to get to that. It was uh, a couple more of the notes. Uh, first thing I want to get out of the way. Uh, this film was there was controversy. Da, 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 oh da, yeah. On. I don't know if you guys noticed it. All right, so this was considered <laughs> to be his, one of his most controversial films uh, back mm-hmm. in '48, yeah. um, and the result of that controversy was American theaters, uh, none of which I could figure out which ones in particular. Uh, they actually banned this upon release, and it had to do with the fact that there was implied homosexuality between Philip and Brandon. And something of that int- uh, that topic was very taboo. Yeah. Now, now you, could say there was subte- today. you could say there was subtext there, but oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that was just straight-up text. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah no, the- I guess I'm the only one that didn't really think much about that. Oh, they were standing it. way too close in proximity to they each other. They were, like, other. right in each other's They were very familiar and with each it was, other. It was one of those... Um, you can tell that they had that at least, at least on Philip's part, there was affection there. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. big time yeah. affection. They were going away to his parents' house 
in Connecticut. In Connecticut to oh, spend yeah. time together. Mm-hmm. So right. he could practice six hours a day, I'm quoting here, uh, on the piano because he's got a debut coming up. Mm-hmm. But they were also going to be spending an entire basic summer alone together at right. his parents' house in Connecticut. Yeah. Up by the water. Probably fine, yeah. So you see why he choked chickens in the mm-hmm, barn. Absolutely. <laughs> Chicken strangler. <laughs> well, Janet wouldn't do it for him. Every time I hear Chicken Strangler, I get flashbacks to the, to the game Fable. Yeah. yeah. Any of you guys oh, play yeah. that? Yes. Yeah. The first nickname you get is, is Chicken Chaser. And if you don't bother changing your nickname, you can become the most evil, horrible monster in the land. And they're like, oh no, run away. It's Chicken Chaser. It's <laughs> <laughs> the most ridiculous. <laughs> We prefer the term chicken lover. <laughs> Ew. Ironically, what? I ate fried chicken before you guys came over. <laughs> oh, the irony. Oh, um, man. All right, so one last thing, and then I, I'll get out of the way. No, no. Uh, th- this was filmed yeah. uh, between January 12th and February 21st of 48. In this film, there are a total of 10 shots. Uh, overall, uh, each one, uh, that even I found a breakdown of the time, uh, ranging from 9 minutes 34 seconds, 7 minutes 51, a little over 7 minutes for another, another little over 7 minutes, one that's just under 10 minutes, uh, over 8.5 minutes. Uh, there's actually one that uh, ran over 10 minutes, like by a matter of seconds, and then as few as 4 minutes and 4.5 and minutes, and a little uh, one as uh, much as four, five and a half minutes. So, But it was a matter of these 10 shots uh, in the span of the 80 minutes uh, of the entire film. Uh, that were intended to uh, portray an actual event that was happening in the span of 80 minutes. I mean, we can, it's debatable because the sun, the way the sun goes down. Yeah. The transition, it's a little, it's hard to go by that. But Hitchcock's intent was to portray uh, th- this murder. It basically in real time. How it played out in real time. Yeah. 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 I was trying to figure out if that was a matte painting. It was. The a- sunset. Um, I, I believe it was like partially models. I know like oh, yeah. the, the clouds yeah. were made out of fiberglass yeah, and they were like the, constantly uh, changed as the as and, it went on. And like, you know, a lot of Hitchcock films I like how, you know, it just it brings me back to last week yeah. where, you know, he used the background as, mm-hmm. you know, a, as a piece to be able to enhance it. Like, especially the scene where they're talking about and they're talking about philosophical murder, yeah. And, yeah. you know, right next to David's dad and his fiance. And then you see the smoke. I thought that was up. his aunt. His, uh, but I, I, wasn't his fiance sitting next to Jenny? Or? Jean, oh, yeah. Janet. Oh, Janet. Janet, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Janet was sitting there, but you see the smoke from the stacks come up. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then yeah. I'm like, wait a minute, is yeah. it models? Yeah, that's just there. That's really good. Like, it was this, really neat. I just, yeah. I, yeah, I was so And this it. movie would have been lost uh, in recent uh, time, but uh, a few years ago, there was a uh, Michael Keaton movie uh, called uh, Birdman. Mm hmm. I've heard I've yeah. heard very good things, but it's, I haven't seen it yet. It's actually it's really worth checking out mm-hmm. because it's shot almost exactly like this. 
hmm. where it's meant to be almost like one long camera shot, and it does the same thing where it zooms in on somebody's back, mm-hmm. and you know it does some very good trickery, but it is supposed to feel like like it's one time you're going through the whole thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it's only a couple of hours except for the final scene. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, but this, you know, that movie was compared to Rope. Immediately, and then every single news article that mentioned Birdman say, hey, "You've got to check this movie out too." Yeah. Hmm. Well, it's not done. Yeah. The, the the one Crank, I think, is the only other one that I know of. Which we're going yeah. by a completely different genre because Crank is a uh, yeah. Early is, is, is yeah. actiony. It's Jason right. Statham. Statham. Yeah. Uh, but it's also yeah. filmed very much Jason like that, Statham, where it's the only. One, the, uh, the guy, oh. hey, the guy we all look like at the table. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, effectively. <laughs> yeah, but J- uh, Jason Statham, the actor who only does films with one name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. well, no, he was just in, uh... Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw, so two names. Yeah, that was, the, that was the one difference, but almost for a while, it was almost like... It's he's true. A, he's in thing. Spy. Yeah, yeah. He was in Spy. He's a good... He had, plays a very good character in Spy. He plays a, a really terrible spy. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, that was a really good movie. That was a movie. fun movie. Yeah. Crank, um, Crank 2 really pushed his acting ability yeah. <laughs> to the cranking extreme, I guess. <laughs> it cranked it up. Yeah. Told, yes, that's a good one. Yeah. Damn it, I like that. Yeah, one. <laughs> no, he was cranky in that. <laughs> uh, he sure was, you guys. He sure was. So are we going in any hey, we, will right go, right. we will follow through with it here. Why don't we just take a small break? We'll tell you a little bit more about 4041 Media and how you can support us. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Movie Theater Time Machine is a part of the 4041 Media Group with podcasts like Psych Your Crime and Free Your Geek, which you can check out at 4041media.com. That's all squished together in one word, and the numbers are written as numbers. Now it's time to tell us what you think. If you got an opinion or wanted to know what's coming up next, find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching for Movie Theater Time Machine. Now our podcast will always be free. Free? To subscribe and share. But if you'd like to help us build a bigger, better podcast, not to mention our confidence, you can find merchandise designed by me, Kaz, at Zazzle. Or check out the Kaz Foxen's Animal Shop at Zazzle for cute animal gifts and pet supplies. Now lastly, we have our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash mttm. As we said, it's always free to subscribe and share. However, anything you can donate would certainly be appreciated. Thanks so much and back to the show. And we're back. And I wanted to mention a gaffe. Before we continued on, uh, we were talking about how, how the, the film was one continuous, uh, intended as one continuous thing, and the fact that there was uh, it was made up of ten uh, shots. One interesting thing, there was a gaff that that may have may or may not have been noticed. Uh, a cameraman's uh, <laughs> I laugh when I was reading. They were filming one of the scenes, and a cameraman's leg was in the way, and the camera rolled directly over his leg. And oh no! Somebody and literally had a like, foot. yeah, and somebody had to yeah. run in and like save it. And then also yeah. something, there was a cup that was being held. <coughs> and somebody was going to drop it, and someone literally had to like jump in real quick and save it, and then yep. <laughs> jump out of the shot like it, right the away. Best, the best part about the guy whose foot got broken is yeah. literally he had to be gagged and dragged yeah. off set. So <laughs> <he couldn't laughs> Oh, oh, life yeah. imitating art. <laughs> See, and the cool thing about this set is almost all of it was on dollies. Yeah. Right. Like the whole thing, like as yeah. so the camera could follow people, like the walls would be moving and just mm-hmm. sliding all around. It's just yeah. 
I, I was trying to watch for bits of that. Like, at one point, I think there was, like, a little wobble or, like, the camera went up just a little bit. Yep. You could see the top of one of the walls. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. There's, there's, there's the ringing. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. It was, the whole thing yeah. takes place just in this apartment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Except for the establishing it's shot. It's a massive apartment. Yeah. 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 Also, yeah. that couch looked amazingly comfortable. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. also about it 75 feet long. It really did. I just looked at it like, I would sleep on that. And it was yeah. adapted from a play, so it makes yes. sense that it took place yeah. in yeah. one place. Mm -hmm. Actually, yeah. in the play that it was adapted from was a BBC adaptation in like 1939 which inspired Hitchcock to do the uh, long takes to give it the imp uh, the feeling that it was in real time mm -hmm. but he obviously had those like breaks in between like you were saying Nick yeah. where he'd uh, zoom in on a person's back or there would be like it would be like a blocking shot so that way the, it could reset and then uh, set up for the next scene there yeah. was one I noticed that actually was when um, Brandon went into the kitchen to put the rope in the thing, I love, I there say, was actually there was actually transition there. When the door closed, it was just like a, the briefest. It was a briefest of transition, yeah. but it was there. Yeah, because I, then the the door swings open and he's like, Whoop. like he's like, ah, no one's gonna see me throw this rope in avant garde. Like, Whoa! I saw uh, Rupert was talking towards the end, and I thought I saw it jump. Yes, yeah, there was, there was one. Yeah. No, you're right. You're absolutely yeah. right. You yeah. can catch That's them. what I thought you were going to mention because you caught that. I, I didn't. I was like, yeah. wait, yeah. I thought this yeah. was supposed to be one continuous. Yeah, the scene jumped. You're absolutely right. It does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Uh, I have to say, though, I re I, this Hitchcock's entire catalog needs to be remastered. I mean, the, the prints were... Uh, remastered uh, back in like uh, late 90s, like 98. I remember we, mm -hmm. when we talked about Vertigo like some time back. Um, but all this entire catalog just, I wish Universal would stop milking and reusing all the current uh, film masters and just putting on a Blu-ray set every year, which they're doing again this year. Unfortunately, I won't even describe it because it's just another redundant set. Mm -hmm. But if they go back and actually remaster it, uh, like in 4K or whatever, like there's so much detail beyond like what we talk about I know yeah. I went briefly over it in Vertigo uh, talking about the color but there's like there's so much going on in Hitchcock film that you want to just read the book titles don't you it, it's incredible yeah I mean there's probably like words inside the title you never do it's probably it probably is honestly yeah it really is it's amazing but so we would say hold up that that was a Bob observation you can call hey, it that. Hey. Are we still trying to figure out how we define a Bob's I love that, by the way. I, <laughs> that's great. I, that meant yeah, a lot. Thank yeah, you so much for Yeah, that. he looked at really voicemail and he's like, this is so good. <laughs> <laughs> who, 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 who said Bob's Nick, Me. I, I did. Totally I did. Me. No, I did. Like, did you just say Bob's observation? I listened back and I'm like, like, half asleep. I think I did. Yeah. Holy oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, crap, I did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it totally works. Well, thank you very much for that. I really, that means a lot. Thank you. Yeah, we've got to, like, we've got to figure out some way to do like a little tiny blip or some sort yeah. of like you know say like what Dan reads IMDB yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a Bob observation corner yeah <laughs> just like a bling <laughs> some kind of some, kind some of blip trail. and then just go into it too <laughs> Bob's train of thought Bob's observation it's observation <laughs> this has been a Bob's observation sponsored by well, we put in a sponsor <laughs> sponsored by Hims. <laughs> oh man <laughs> oh, man. Uh, uh, going way back. This is Bob's observation. <laughs> By Menon. <laughs> Presenting Menon by Bob's observation. Yeah. I don't even know what's going on now. <laughs> 
That's all right. Just, just, just not, soak it in. Just smile, nod, and agree. It's safer that way. <laughs> I was just wondering if I should just sum up the plot thing. Well, that's what we're gonna do. Oh, yeah. 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 We're get we're getting around to it. We're just we're good at distractions. The movie begins with a murder. Yep. yep. Like and first five seconds. Strangle with yeah. the title and, rope. Yeah, and this is the best part of it though because it drops you right in. Yeah. Like there, there's no. no there's no right real. In. No buildup. Nothing. No arrests. Okay. It's just boom. This my dude's one, getting murdered. It's like okay. See, my one gripe, and I'm pretty sure this is my only real gripe with the entire movie. He shouts, and then he's dead. Yep. Yep. It takes longer than that to strangle someone. It does. Well, it maybe does. we it takes, popped it really in mid strangle. He but wouldn't he, have been if, able to speak. He wouldn't have been able to make a noise. If he was being he wouldn't have been able to make a sound. It right. Mean, that uh, meant that oxygen was in his... Right. Was, yeah. I'm just, so the whole time I'm watching this movie, because I've never seen it before, the whole time I'm watching this movie, I'm thinking, he's not dead. Yeah. <laughs> he's not the dead. same exact they way. Pinched, yeah. They pinched a nerve or something yeah. and knocked him well, out. Well, no. He's the, not dead. The truth of the matter is you can pass out from being strangled yes. but not die I and mean, right. that uh-huh. is a, a exactly. absolute thing yeah. and honestly so the, if you're being strangled here's a, here's a tip for anybody who may get strangled well that too yeah. Yeah. Um, but the other thing is um, don't choke the chicken because <laughs> so many because so many people have seen people kill other people on TV like movies like this or uh, Criminal Minds or anything like that people automatically think that strangling someone for like five seconds is gonna kill them yeah. play dead no. right yeah. play dead <laughs> it might save your life is that like logic it's when you face a just, bear just like with a bear yeah, yeah. yeah. thinking the same thing <laughs> what if a bear is trying to strangle you then you have more more then problems got, than I think you realize. You've got deeper you, problems. Yeah. The yeah. world has deeper problems. Then you've bear, got the bear yeah. invasion. Then started. bears have had opposable thumbs, and we have a much bigger issue. Yeah. <laughs> that means the the bear takeover has begun. Yes. Yeah. That means we really have to do most of our work during winter. Yeah. <laughs> I see. Now, I the, the the whole time during this movie, I kept expecting yeah. him to come to pop out of that thing to wake back <laughs> up and like the whole thing to shake. So the whole I, movie, yes, yeah. I'm watching that little oh, cupboard thing. No, yeah. what I really wanted is I know when it's gonna everybody happen. was... I'm in, waiting for it. What I wanted is at the beginning, like when everybody is like, uh, you've got um, you've got Brandon, you've got Philip, and they're talking about what basically what they just did. They go into the kitchen because they start discussing things. Yeah. What I really wanted to happen is while they're in the kitchen, he had popped out and hid and would have popped in at the, you know, mid, you know, at the very end of the party. That would have been great. That would have. <laughs> I, I just want his, honestly, to God, I'm watching, like, just, I want the body just to, like, like, him to just open up the, uh, that, the wooden casket thing, whatever, and be like, oh, yeah, hey, <gasps> hey guys. I, I was just yeah. thinking of the, something to scare the crap out of everybody. Yeah. Right. The window box from Arsenic and Old Lady. And I'm like, yes. we need Brandon and Philip to throw a party with the, the old aunts that murdered people yes. and stashed them in the window yes. box. Yes, yes, and, yeah, and have Ted, the Teddy Roosevelt pop in, too, oh, which, yeah, that, yeah that's that a sorry, phenomenal I just, movie. I just hear Old Lace, and it makes me think of the, the Runaways comic. Old Lace is a Velociraptor. Oh. Huh. Marvel got real weird. Well, there you go. Was there an, a companion named Arsenic? Um, I don't think her name... No, the character that is with uh, Old Lace... Uh, Old Lace is an emotional support Velociraptor. Oh. Mm. Um... I, I'm trying. I can't remember the character's name. That anyway, it do, yeah. doesn't really matter. Yeah. I have to say, like all this talk about popping up, I, 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 I had this movie from Steve Carell in my head, and I couldn't think of the other guy. It was Paul Rudd. It was from Dinner Dinner, Dinner for, for Schmucks. Schmucks. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, Carell's character was like, 
because uh, he, he did uh, uh, put uh, something with uh, dead creatures. I'm gonna say. What he did the rats. Podostomy yeah. or something. Yeah. And uh, I just remember he, he would always tell uh, Rudd's character, just play dead, just play dead, and that's how he like. If anything that would ever go wrong, you just like sit in the car and play dead. It's <laughs> like nobody will bother you if you yes. play dead. They'll all go, they'll just walk away. And they, the, sure enough, he was. Right. I actually so, forgot all about that movie. I was just thinking about that. Talking about strangling. Like, oh my god, if that guy would have just thought, but <laughs> just be like, oh, play dead. Like, you said, Jocelyn. <laughs> He'd be, be alive by the end of the movie. Like, oh, hey, I'm alive. Alive. I'm, now, I'm okay. That's, that said, the the brief strangulation, I think, is the only real gripe I've got about this movie. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, it was terrible. I mean, but was, sitting there and watching this yeah. guy slowly pass out over 15 minutes would have gotten well, no, real but bad. They, but yeah. they could have shown, like, granted, it would have been a bit more violent, which means that they pre- the, sens- the censors at that point might not have liked it. Right. Was yeah. if they were. And, they were actually choking the end, like if they had garroted him. Yeah. It's like because here's my here's my gripe with it. <laughs> then you the could tie up the books. It, they tied. They did it this way. Yeah. yeah. Like they like. Yeah. Towards the front of him. Yeah. No. Right. You can you, you yeah. go around the back. Right. You have yeah. one guy holding his arms in the front, and you go around the back. Ah. Yeah. Biologically yeah, and scientifically, it makes more sense. Yeah. Somebody yeah. watches a lot of the murder channel. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah, because the the idea of it is it's not oh, come to, on. not necessarily must have played to Hitman cut at the. Some point. Well, I you, spent I spent my day off yesterday mm-hmm. watching murder documentaries, yeah. so you know. Ah. Yeah. It's why, the, we, it's why um, we get along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's not necessarily just to cut the airway up. It's what it is to. Um, it, so you they need don't to, see you coming. Yeah, you need to yep. crush the what's called the yeah. vagus nerve, yep. which is the nerve that feeds the gland that controls the gland that feeds your brain. Right. So it really just it cuts the airway off and then cuts brain function off. Right. Yeah. In order to do that, and you know, they say uh, it's because I am a black belt. I do know this very well. Yeah. Uh, well and also, I was trained by a crazy. Thank you for Marine. establishing that. We, yeah, yeah. I had no idea what it was called, but yeah. I know that there's nerves all in the mm-hmm. neck that if, if someone knows what they're doing... Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's part of the yeah. reason why autoerotic asphyxiation is a thing. Yeah. yeah. David, sure. Poor David Carity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, that's still... Uh, that's, I have to say, too, yeah. like, even... Too bad Thrill Bell didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> Sigh. Throw bill. Oh, I'm sure it's out there. Oh, the five-figure tug punch. <laughs> oh, You're giving those. wood rocket ideas. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> and I'm sorry, the one with uh, April O'Neil was actually quite disappointing. Yeah. Uh, Brad, uh, Brad Jones will listen and go, what the fuck? <laughs> Five people are listening to what I just said. <laughs> yeah. I I'm sorry, I got about. I gotta say too, like even when you looked at like Philip and Brandon, I don't feel like they could have overtaken. Uh, was it David? Like I feel like David was like built bigger than them, almost. Like I mean, you see him David, very briefly. Yeah, well, David I don't, and um, I mean, they would have really had to think it out because what's they, two yeah. versus one. It know, is two versus one, and they did say, and Jimmy Stewart actually makes an observation, which might have been true, where they hit him over the head with something. Oh, that right. was They hit him, hit him in the back of the head with something blunt, but they never actually go into what the blunt object was. Right. And they, me- um, right. they mentioned the last, something about this crystal was the last thing he drank out of, so maybe they got maybe him a little drunk. drunk. They got him a little yeah. drunk. Yeah. Oh, they got yeah. him a little drunk. Yeah. They hit him oh, in the back gee, of the head with something. Oh, this should be a treasure. This should be in a museum. Right. Yeah. That was yeah, such it a could have been a beer. Yeah. So it's like, fucking arrogant. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, that, that just the yeah, that that sat with me a little weird, but again, I think it was supposed to. It was. It's yeah, supposed to be weird. Like, it's supposed okay, to be like know, this yeah. should be in a museum because we did this, and this yeah. is something that we should be proud right. of, and that eventually the world will see our our art style. And yeah. Our, our, exactly yeah. what we did was the right thing to do. Yeah, like he's some sort of <coughs> fucking Da Vinci yes. or something. Like that. exactly. Not cake. Yeah. 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 So. I yeah. Then it moves on, and you're introduced to the. Yeah, I thought they were going to kill the maid, and the and, and the second time around, I, she came she around. Was getting I'm a little sorry. Too close the to first things. five minutes of the movie, I thought Philip was going to kill Brandon. Yeah. Because he's he looks like he's off kilter enough to be like, Brandon's being arrogant and talking. You can yeah. see Philip kind of being real quiet and thinking about things and he's got this look in his eye and they get up real close to each other and I'm like oh my god Philip is now going to kill Brandon because Brandon is talking about how it felt because he says um, Philip says very quietly to Brandon how did it feel yeah and then Brandon starts talking about how at first it didn't feel like anything right and then once his life basically snuffed out when David went limp. When he went limp. It then he went... Exhilarating. Yeah. And the minute he says that... He must have crazy. My brain literally went, oh my god, Philip is going to do this to Brandon because that's not how Philip feels right now. Right. And he didn't. And I'm like, I was actually a little disappointed because I was, I was like, please, this guy is so arrogant. Kill yeah. him. Kill him and then try to hide both of them throughout the rest of the movie. <laughs> it would have made a very different movie at it that point, Absolutely. but still, yeah. Where are they? Oh, I'll just be handling this myself. Well, then I thought after the fact, when um, after everybody leaves later on in the movie and they're by themselves again, I was literally expecting one to kill the other. Yeah. Yeah. True. I didn't care which at that point. Yeah. True. I could see the um, I could see Brandon killing Philip too because yeah. he's. He's down with the killing. Yeah, he's got no and problems just, with it. And uh, <coughs> Philip is all ready to just... He cannot hold his shit together. No. Well, yeah, he keeps getting more Freaked and more out. and more drunk, and he's, you know, going back to the piano and well, playing the same tune over and over and over he's again. He's freaking out, but he's yeah. not freaking out because he feels bad about what happened. He's freaking out because he thinks they're going to get caught. Right. And he's not wrong. Right, Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, so, I mean, with the dinner party starting, I mean, the biggest thing about this is he has some old books that he wants to give to David's dad, who, you know, first editions that would be really great. The guy who they just killed, they invite his father and mother to have dinner above his corpse, which I'm like, that is so fucking sick. Yeah. That's and, why they did it. Yeah. And well, wouldn't it smell? Not yet. Okay. No. It takes, <laughs> it takes a little while for the for the ick to settle. settle. Yeah. I think that the whole pooping on your death thing. I think that's just a, a myth. It's not. Oh no! It, it happens. No, it happens. I, I was thinking, it, what if he pooped and then? No, it happens way later. Um, yeah, it's not oh, like yeah, it's not like. Eh. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it, it takes, takes some time. It takes time because even... Okay, let me explain it this way because this is how they explained it to me in school. When you die, doesn't matter how you die, if natural causes to being murdered, just because your brain dies and your heart stops beating doesn't mean every cell in your body dies. Right. It takes a while for every cell to die. Right. And once that happens is when the decay begins. Right. So that's after... It's after a few hours. This is an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. Nothing's going to happen yet. If anything, he might have made a sound 
from some gas that was coming out, mm-hmm. but he wouldn't have actually pooped himself or anything else <laughs> as of that point. Yeah, and yeah, and you're right too. That's why that's the whole concept of resuscitation. Right. Yeah. That's why that could hear is like, okay, the, the body's still going. Let's see if we can work that right. out. Right. It takes I, a while for the body to stop. Yeah, I I agree with you there. Um, you know, and, and I think the one of the parts of it where he's like, okay, we'll get rid of the murder weapon. We'll tie these books up. Clumsily. It was, but yeah. it was a good. It was a good theory. Yeah. If he hadn't opened his goddamn mouth. Right. Right. If he hadn't have said the one line. Yeah. It wouldn't have. Jimmy Stewart wouldn't have even picked it up at all. Right. Yeah. And this. What is, line? The way he tied the. The books way he clumsily. tied the books clumsily. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, I feel like my theory was. I mean, uh, Rupert was like on to. Uh, Something because at one point uh, they're having dinner and Brandon opts to have a story about Philip and how the summer before <laughs> and the sun was shining and the bells were ringing. like this whole like blustery like over the top story that yeah. is about chickens and then yeah. Philip's like that's a lie chicken, yeah. like just shut yeah. up Philip strangling you know? chickens because yeah. yeah. even Philip uh, <laughs> was it Rupert was like what they, they pan to Rupert he's looking at like oh, that's weird and well, then even like tells Philip you know. Why'd you say that? Because that wasn't even true. And then Rupert was like, uh, Philip was like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> so he was already, st- he was screwing up slowly. And, but the, seeing the rope and the, the clumsy, like, that was like the, this is it. <coughs> well, let's just, like, I mean, if I'm going to break it down the way, how arrogant Philip is the entire time. No, Brandon is. I'm sorry, not Philip. Yeah. Um, Brandon is the entire time. You start from the very beginning. You start when, um, when uh, the maid comes back, I can't remember her name. Oh, uh, Miss Wilson. Miss Wilson. Miss yep. Wilson comes in, and his first thing is, "Let's have dinner in here. Right. Let's set up above this body. Yeah. Where you've already they've already established at this point too that that particular table, there is a lock on it, but the lock is broke is broken." It's yeah, busted. Right. He said it was rusted. It's, it's too old. old. It's too old. It's too old. The lock. So we've already established that, that this is openable, very easily openable. Yeah. yeah. Let's eat on top of it, where people, if they yeah, thought it was a chest or something, could definitely yeah. go into it. Yeah, it's like a trophy. Yeah. Mentioning right. the yeah. lock and how it wouldn't work is what made me think he ain't dead. Yeah. He's gonna get up. <laughs> so All the canapes are gonna go flying. So that's that's. That's like basically number one. Arrogant, arrogant move number one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the first of many. The first of many. Let's let's eat in here. Arrogant move number two is talking very much about David from the get-go. You said that what set it's met, his name is mentioned seventy-three times it's, in this uh, movie. Yeah, I saw. I saw yeah, it. Recall, yeah, it's, it's over seventy, like yeah. and uh, the only the only character who doesn't mention it is his aunt. That comes with the dad. Yeah. Oh, that one. Yes. Yeah. yeah. She's yeah. the only one who doesn't say his name. They shouldn't have invited Janet. It's not no. Janet. They or shouldn't the have invited. It's, they shouldn't have invited Rupert. Oh, they, true. They never that expected one. he'd show up. Oh, that was uh, Anita Atwater, who was uh, yeah. replacing uh, Kentley's wife. But that was yeah. You're right. That was the aunt. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Miss Atwater. Yeah. It's invite having this party. Like, planning it so you're having a party... 73 times. 73 times David's name is mentioned. Yeah. 
Poor guys, five seconds of screen time mentioned no, no, the entire bit of the I was play. wrong. It was Mrs. Wilson who never mentioned David's name. Yeah, I was going to say the aunt, I think, walked she in did. and asked she if did, she, yeah. where was he if he was my there. Bad. Yeah, my bad. <coughs> but yeah, it's like having this party and first and foremost killing him before this party, inviting all of his friends and his parents mm-hmm. and expecting them not to. Really pick up on the fact that he wasn't there or worry that he wasn't there? It was just very, very dumb. And, like, when you look at it, you're like, how stupid are these two guys? But they're so goddamn They can get away with it, yeah. They assumed that nobody was going to ask that many questions? I don't know. And I feel like maybe this goes back to, like I was saying earlier, their their sense of supremacy where they're like, "We, we can get away with this, of course. We're gods among men. Right. This is something that we, of course, can get away with. Yeah, the and they bring in the one, the one significant character where they're, they're like, they're like chum. Well, like at least Brandon's like, I wonder if he'll like pick up on it. You know, he's like giddy, like a like a, a schoolgirl, like with his like teacher. Like, oh, yeah. I wonder if he'll pick up on like the fact that notice I'm, me, Seppo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, Seriously, he, he basically he's like, like screaming out like I murdered somebody. But yeah, he, like, he, he did you notice? <laughs> yeah, essentially, yeah. He yeah. wants he wants Rupert to notice, and he's all but shoving it in his face. Right. He's in love with Rupert. Yep, and oh, meanwhile, yeah. Philip is in love with Brandon. Yep, and he is clearly a follower. Yep, and got in way over his head. He's cl- no, I don't think he got over his head. I think they that very much in the uh, like in the uh, Leop- Leopold and uh, Leopold and Loeb. They were two two people who had very similar interests. Like I said. Okay. But Philip is not afraid when he gets into this. He's not afraid of what they've done. He's not afraid of what it's doing to him, his psyche. He's afraid of getting caught. Right. I don't know. See, I don't know if I picked up on he that. He even mentioned it. Yeah. He says I would it, agree with you. Yeah. He, he's, but is that, the, is that him? Is that him really meaning that, or is him? Is that him saying it? So no, that that's him really meaning it. The it. reason they brought up the whole chicken thing was to set a precedent that he didn't give two shits about killing anything. Right. A chicken and, and a young, human are two very different things. Young sociopaths are known to kill animals without any remorse for a long period of time. This is this is yeah. clinical, babe. Okay, that. and that's and okay, that's fine. Also, people who live on farms tend to kill chickens. Yeah, how they eat chicken. yeah, but I don't think right. he lived on a farm, honey. He was a, he was one of the elite, remember? Yeah. I think they did say but they visited they the farm. Visited, they fi- they, they visited, visited the farm. Visited, but yeah, they yeah, like didn't emphasize had, that he lived on it. Yeah. 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 Philip had the uh, way based on the story. I just assumed it was something to the effect of Philip came from a family that either owned a farm or had some kind of relevance to the farm where Philip... See, I didn't... I don't know if he necessarily grew up on the... That's where it was kind of iffy on the whole story. I didn't actually pick up on that at all. What I picked up on is that they visited a farm and he was caught killing chickens. Yeah. Well, actually, they said... Well, according to uh, Brandon, they needed uh, about three chickens, I think, for dinner or something. Yeah, they were were visiting a farm and so he he was outside strangling the chickens. Yeah, Yeah, but they were going to do that. They were going to do that anyway, but he did it with his bare hands. Right. Mm. Right. So that shows he's capable of it. Yeah. That's that's what I'm saying is they were setting a precedent for him that these, both of these guys... In separate ways, but both of them were in on this murder. It just yeah. happens that Philip is more afraid of getting caught than Brandon is. Right. Yeah, where Brandon looks at, yeah, even mentioned where he's mentioning this as art, and he just kind of, Philip just kind of tagged along. Yeah. Yeah. Philip, Philip yeah. Was, was in on it in the fact that, yeah, yeah he, went, he went forward with it. And yeah. he does say early, later on, I wish we had never done it. Yeah. But again, he's not feeling remorse for killing his friend. Yeah. He's... 
uh, worried because they're about to get busted. Right. Yeah, and they will. Yeah, yeah and they, they obviously they will, but. Yeah, we have the scene where Rupert is introduced, and then immediately, you know, why like he comes in like like yeah. ninja style. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody let yeah. him in. Like, he just walks in. Yeah. You're like, oh shit, this Rupert. Yeah. <laughs> oh hi, how are you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Here I am. Here's my friend Harvey yeah. over here. <laughs> well, he's mentioned. Yeah. I like the fact that let he's me mentioned way earlier <laughs> by Mrs. by Miss Wilson. Yeah, he's mentioned first by him. Going, oh, he's coming. Oh, she like, was so giddy. She, she was yeah. so happy. Yeah, yeah. those two had. I'm ser- Those two had some serious they did. They chem- chemistry yeah. on Either, the screen. I don't know yeah. how they. One for you. you. It was actually kind of adorable. It was cute. It was. It was adorable. It was the only part of the movie that I was like. Aw, he brought her dessert. Yeah, yeah. And she's she's working there. He still brought her dessert. Look at that. Like that was the only part of the movie. I was like, that's so cute. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was really nice. No, and yeah. I really liked Janet's character. Janet was witty. She was smart. She was beautiful. And they kept oh, slamming her. Yeah. I know. She got shaded so much. It was. They were brutal on that girl. They were. Yeah. Oh dear, watch your calories. Was. Yeah. The like, calories. Oh, really? The oh, calories. Man. The um, what was it? The Jimmy Stewart line. Um. Do you des- uh, Was it? I hope you did me justice. Do you deserve justice? Yeah. And like, and like, she's almost being shamed. Now, granted, I can understand the whole she dated best friends. Right. You don't do that. That's a code, man. You don't break that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time. They almost kind of shamed her because first she dated Brandon, which I can't assume that that date went anywhere. <laughs> anywhere. Yeah. Um, but then she dated David for a while, and now she's with... No, oh, no, she, she dated... Um, she Kenneth dated first, Kenneth, Kenneth, then, then and then David. David. Yeah. Kenneth first, then yeah. David. So yeah. they're kind of like slamming her because she's been around a little bit. Yeah. What's fascinating, too, is like the Kenneth character and David are almost interchangeable because... They look alike. Uh, they, they look alike. And even, um, was it Miss Atwater? Oh, no, no, sorry. It was Jan- when Janet walked in, she she thought it was uh, David initially. And then yeah. he turned around and he's like, oh, it's Kenneth. And she's like, oh, shit. And that's what she turns to Brennan and goes like, you dirty dog. Like, yeah. you- like show me this new picture. Oh, it's that, you dirty dog. Yeah, this one. <laughs> what the fuck did you do? And the, yeah. and the thing is, too, yeah. like, Brandon tells un- the first of many stupid lies, mm. which is... Oh, I didn't realize that you and him had had broken up. I didn't realize that you were you were going out with David now. I didn't realize there was animosity there. When he said to Kenneth when Kenneth first walked in, just so you know, yeah. He's going to be here. Let's not be too awkward about it. And then when the two of them start talking and actually clear the air. Yeah. I like the fact that they actually cleared the air. They actually showed that okay, it's not awkward for them anymore. Yeah. That he says, oh, well, you know, he knew he knew about this. And she went, what? And she goes over and she she basically yells at him, like, how dare you do this? Yeah. Why are you playing with people's emotions? And the entire time Jimmy Stewart's character yeah. is watching. Right. Like, seeing how he's trying to manipulate all these situations. Yeah. And that's where his God complex comes in. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the guy, I mean... I mean, I want. I was gonna wait to the end, but I don't. Want, I'll go into like briefly. If you, the thing about Brandon and uh, all the characters, they they each wore a distinct color that represented uh, a certain value uh, that had like a deeper meaning for each character. And with Brandon in particular, the color navy blue, from what I researched, 
It's a color predominantly found like uh, like police or security. In that, the navy blue color is intended as a sense of authority, yep. uh, right. like control, uh, be it also with the subtleties of being cool, calm, collected, and able like slick just to get across whatever. So Brandon is just, that, that's what Brandon is. He's a cool, slick dickhead that thinks he's a god mm-hmm. and, yeah. and has control of everything, but... When you have a character like uh, Rupert uh, Stewart's character who wore gray, he wore gray, he wore dark like gray, gray, which is like neutral. black and white yeah. strips. Yeah. He's a neutral. Uh, yeah. That's uh, the character of wisdom, who who's like neutral uh, and distant, so they can take everything in and have a better understanding of the situation. So that's why these two characters were a varying degree. But yeah, it's fascinating to see how <coughs> Brandon took so much to his character. But I guess he would because. He, he was his uh, his housemaster was wiser and had more knowledge, but mm-hmm. but he almost like seeded a sense of power. But he was also trying to be in vain of his uh, being because yeah. of his idealism of uh, art and killing. But by the end, which I look forward to when you uh, read uh, Stuart's exact uh, yeah uh, yeah I, I, I want to read it's that really, verbatim. It was yeah. really good. No, I really yeah. enjoyed, that was a fantastic part of the yeah. film. Mm-hmm. So. That, that, yeah, that just. It made me want to watch all 88 movies, of which we've done, what, eight of Jimmy Stewart movies now? I don't know. Anymore. Yeah, I'd have to go back and look. But we, I really like him now, so... Me too. Yeah. Me too. I just, a side note on that, too, one of the things that I did in research, I was thinking about doing a Jimmy Stewart month at some point. Hmm. There's a point where he did a cowboy movie. He did a couple cowboy movies. Yeah, what? Winchester '73. Yeah, there's uh, two or three others. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Big County. That's uh, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it was at the time where really the only uh, like the only cowboy like role to really mimic was John Wayne. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But just to see him do John Wayne would be hysterical. It would be so funny because yeah. it wouldn't be that far off. No. Oh, we did a film. Oh, with, uh, yeah. And he did a film. I just with didn't John realize Wayne John Wayne. Too. He did. Uh, J- Stewart did a film. Oh, jeez, I wish I could think of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, fuck, this is awesome. Yeah. I'm no, just... he really did a film with him. <laughs> Unintentionally did his, his, uh, I think. Uh, I was going to say, I thought they had. Yeah. Just, and right now I'm flashing back to the birdcage. Like, no, that was perfect. <laughs> I just never knew John Wayne walked like that. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we here, like, there's the point now where they're, like, they're talking about the philosophy of murder. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this is where it starts to amp up, and you see the red and the yep. smokestack starts coming up here. And it gets all over the world, like, and then Rupert gets into his philosophy of, no, murder's okay, you know? This is, like, it, it has some values, and it has some, you know, it has some good things about it. And that's, he but, starts almost good. Yeah. And that's the problem with satire. Is stupid people don't get it. Pose yeah. law. Uh, what? Which one's pose law? I was thinking. Is that where they don't, where you can't, where it's so good you can't tell whether they're serious or not? Pretty much like the yeah. like the Jonathan Swift thing about you know, right. feed, you know the, the poor babies. feeding their children to the rich. The sad part is, stupid people thought he was serious. I'm pretty right. sure that was sarcasm. That's what that oh, was. It was satire, yeah. straight up. And stupid people thought he was serious. Yeah, that's why the onion gets uh, confused a lot. Mm. But I gotta say, I like their headlines way more than the real, real world headlines. Yeah, me too. Me too. Me too. Because I can look and go, look at those and go, ha, that's probably not true. Yeah. And then I look at Fox <laughs> News and I'm like, that's also probably not true, but way scarier. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So, Philip 
is playing the piano and uh, losing Ru- his mind. Yeah, Rupert starts picking he up on this. Like ridiculous. Yeah, like, but here, here's so the more he drinks, yeah. he just like falls. Yeah, I still, I, I still posit that there's at least a little bit of guilt on on Philip's part. Hmm. See, I, I don't think so, but oh, you're yeah. entitled to to that opinion because well, yeah, it be, doesn't really say otherwise. I would agree with you because when Miss Atwater was doing the, she's into astrological stuff and she's reading his palms. And she tells him, oh, you have a future with your hands. He literally is like... Your looking. hands will make you famous. Yeah, your yeah. hands will... Thank you, yeah. Uh, he's like, the camera shot is on his hands. Then you look at him, and he, you can tell. Like, he just sees his whole life ahead of him going, down. Yeah. Yeah, but like I said, well, especially where he cut, he cut his he hands. I still yeah, don't that, think yeah. it's guilt that oh, he feels he bad that he killed friend, though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to respectfully disagree with Because it seems to me like... Like it seems to me, like Philip, he was he was down for this. He was in for it until he did it. Yeah. And then he realized his conscience. Oh fuck! What yeah. have I done? No, no, yeah. no! I'm yeah. saying he's saying. Oh, it can fuck, be that's both. What I, that's what I've been trying to it's say. It's a little bit of both. Yeah. 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 I would say so. Like yeah. It was it was, a, it was a mental game until he yeah. actually did it. No, I agree. Yeah. And then it's just yeah. like, fuck. Yeah. Oh no. Mm-hmm. But I still think he's more like that because he he feels that they're gonna get caught. Right. It's. I don't necessarily think it's because they killed someone. I think it's because if they had done it and then hadn't had this party and went directly out and, and shoved him in the lake well, like they had intended, well, I don't think he would have cared an iota. I'll say also... It- Philip keeps saying he doesn't want to do this party. It's a bad idea. Oh, yeah, no, right. I agree. And Brandon's just and like, no, fuck you. I'm I a ag- fucking mastermind. I yeah, agree exactly, with yeah. Philip. Yeah. yeah. But, like I said, I don't think he felt bad about it. Not no. in not in the guilty, oh, my God, I just killed one of my friends sort of way. Yeah. I think he felt bad about it because, oh, shit, we're going to get caught. Yeah. Respectfully disagree, but okay. Yeah, yeah. I like, and, no, this is good. This is good. Yeah, no, this, this I is good. It. This is really good. I like the, yeah, the and openness. The, this is good. So there's a scene here where he's playing the piano, and Rupert pulls out the metronome. Yes. And holy crap, this got me. That's some telltale here where it's do, right do, do, yep. I, Bingo. Yeah. Bingo. I can remember, like, my grandmother... What, to her credit, one of the things she wanted us to do was, you know, with all of her grandkids, was to teach us how to play the piano. Mm. Or some, you know, have some form of instrument. You know, we may never pick it up in reality, or may never do, but have some way to, like, play an instrument somehow, even if you only learn one song, yeah. you know, or how to be able to do it. And it was really, really, really good. But she had this metronome that would just go wild. And it was it was broken half the time, but it was there. You'd start doing it, and it would start doing the slow tick, tick, yeah. tick, 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 and then it would go really fast, really quickly, and then slow down on its own. Yeah, on its own. You were doing dubstep. You didn't even know. But then we go back, 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 back. Then slow down here. But then she would leave it. And we'd go into the we'd go into the kitchen and we'd eat dinner and the thing would still be running. 
Now she That's not spooky. Yeah, for those of you who know my grandmother, she can't hear for shit. <laughs> and my grandfather didn't give a fuck what was going on as long as there was a plate of food in front of him. See, I'm that way. See, yeah. I can I can like, tone everything yeah. out. She can zone out the entire yeah. world. Meanwhile, I'm the person who's like, that noise needs to stop. Yeah. That noise oh, needs yeah. to stop. Yeah, so <laughs> she can't hear a damn thing. The food's in front of my grandfather, and I'm the only one hearing tick, 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 tick while I'm trying to eat food. It's like the haunted the, metronome. The entire time, and all here, my heart's going. Did, 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 How about did, you like, have one of those in the principal's office? Because my yeah. my principal in Ooh. Catholic school had one, so Ooh. it was constantly going Ooh, while you were damn. in. If you went into the principal's office and you were in trouble, she start that off before you even got in, Ooh. because it makes you nervous. Yeah, that's some torture shit, right? I there. went Whoa. to Catholic school. Welcome. Yeah. Mm. Hey. I... We're, we're lucky we got in at the time we did, though. They didn't crack our knuckles. Oh, man. Yeah. We did. Till, yeah. the, till second grade. Yeah. All right. I guess I guess I went to a more progressive school. I, yeah. I had a nun in fifth grade who used to, like, crack the side of your yeah. desk with a ruler. Yeah. That well, would scare the yeah. bejesus out of you. Mention Sister you kn- Sister Timothy. Sister you, Timothy. You had her, too. <laughs> yeah. She I would just, was like, what? yes. Ah! I just didn't want her to be dead and her ghost come, like, haunt us. Sorry, Sister Timothy. Yeah, she never hit any kids or anything. It's nothing like that. It was just like a, hey, wake up. No, God, I'm here. What? I have to ask you, though, Nick. Did you eat to the beat? I might have at some point, which probably influenced the reason why I have such trouble. I eat too fast sometimes. Oh, right. So yeah, now that I think of it, although that comes from my dad, but I still, yeah, I probably did. I probably did, and no doubt my grandfather did the same thing. This piece really good, guy. This piece really good. Don't, don't, you say don't, that, don't. it makes me think of a line from Friends. Yeah. I lived with Rachel. Not Rachel. I lived with Monica. If you didn't eat fast, you didn't eat. <laughs> see, that re- it reminded me of a, of a uh, conversation from uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine about uh, how humans are like uh, kind of a... You know, like that. If you don't eat fast, you don't eat sort of culture. Yeah. It was like, um, it was two characters, Garrick and I think <coughs> Dr. Bashir were talking. And uh, Garrick points out, I was like, well, look, over here. There's a human and a, I guess a bullion or whatever. It's like, the bullion's not even halfway finished with his meal and the, and the human has completely finished everything. What is that? And Bashir explains like, well, in our culture, <coughs> you had to fight for what you had. You have to fight for what you get, and if you don't do something with it, it'll be taken from you. And then he uses it like it's a big philosophical thing. But I hear about the the eating fast, and it's yeah. just like ah, Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the deep weave. Yeah. I would just always get threatened by my grandmother or my mom that there are kids starving in Africa and yeah. Ethiopia. Yeah. And that's why I was so chubby and chunky because I used to be felt bad like if I didn't eat, I'd be like full, and I'm like I'm still eating. I'm like, but I'm full. I'm like, but I'll keep eating no, anyway. I was, was I was brought up in the household oh, where you man. cleaned your plate. Doesn't matter what's on it. Oh. And yeah. if they put it in front of you, you needed to finish it. Yeah. And that's that's the household. Same I grew up with me. You just yep. sit at the table until like you know midnight. You sat going, at the table until it was done. Yeah. My yep. brother tried to get away with it once, where he tried to to dump his broccoli in the bathroom garbage and it worked for about five minutes oh. until my mom went in the bathroom and went Christopher no yeah bummer yeah Chris got he got a lot of trouble for that Ooh. I will never forget it yeah and she uh, this is part of the reason why I hate boiled dinner so much is because I, I do not like boiled dinner it's I'm, disgusting I'm telling you you never had it doesn't right. matter it's yeah. disgusting 
it's one of the ones that I would get in trouble. Yeah, yeah. I would get in trouble with the um, you go to bed without dinner. Yeah, was because of boiled dinner because mm. I refused to eat it. One of these days, I refused to eat it. One of these days, I'm going to make a proper boiled dinner for you and put vinegar on it so it has some goddamn flavor. The reason you don't like it is because it had no flavor. You see, Bob, Bob understands. <laughs> I said vinegar, and I'm like, mm, I don't know. Well, I like yeah. vinegar. I'm open-minded. Don't get me wrong. I don't I like cabbage. I don't like carrots. Cabbage is not mm. easy. And Unless ham you put, like, is spicy gross. mustard on it or like, some grape poupon type stuff. And yet you like bacon. I like bacon. Mm. Ham is disgusting. Back to where this is speaking. Anyway, sorry. No, 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 we're good, we're good, we're good. Like, it is here, because it's like they're all trying to eat, and they're eating over there. And it's one thing I just remembered is that, uh, was it Brendan was supposed to be carving the chicken, and he never does? Yeah, the chicken stays there. He's like, yeah. I don't eat chicken, or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, well, that's like, oh, that no, um, the choke the chicken thing. Yeah, the, Philip, the yeah. Philip thing is Philip doesn't eat chicken. Yeah. Um, because of this incident, mm. he doesn't eat chicken. Um, I was confused by that. And then nobody ate it. Yeah. And then yeah, nobody, because, nobody touched it. Nobody because, touched it because, because they were so appalled at the fact that they were, uh, well, Brandon referred to it as a library, but basically they're in their living room eating and it's very, I guess, per the times, like that was very abnormal. Unusual, yeah. Like, yeah. I guess you eat dinner at your dinner table. You don't have dinner in the living room. I mean, today's... Right. I mean, We're different. Us, we get that. I mean, yeah. yeah. Right now, but. <laughs> Meanwhile, the dinner is one of the very few things this table is actually used for. Right, yeah. <laughs> it only gets used for that on, like, holidays. Yep. True. Otherwise, it's podcasts and, 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 and playing. D&D and stuff. Yeah, true. I don't remember the last time we even ate at the, at the table. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it was like the first night we were in that house. Well, maybe. <laughs> I think you sat down at some point, but yeah, yeah usually just eat yeah. dinner at the couch. Yeah, we, we really remember, don't, yeah. Remember couch our, dinner. our first apartment together, the first night we were there, we, we didn't have a table yet. So we literally just had dinner on top of the dog's kennel. Yeah. Because that's where we could put the bowls. Yep. Aw. <laughs> and you also mismade some food. I mismade the f- Yeah, I know, but it, it was still edible. Yeah. It was still edible, but it was yeah. so funny. I put yeah. too much water, not enough milk, and it came out kind of weird and soupy. Ooh. So it starts accelerating now, and we start seeing we're at the point where... I like how uh, yeah. uh, Philip can't yeah. even play piano straight. Yeah. Well, Depending oh yeah, he's getting Rupert more and says. more and more drunk, and he just keeps moving along, and that's why I just love that because the metronome starts beating and beating, and yeah, yep. you're right, Dad. I didn't even think of it. It was yeah. Telltale Heart. The beating yeah. of his heart. He's so he's so <laughs> rattled, and then the metro- metronome's doing it worse. Yeah, and yeah. He's, and he's, he's he's it got me too. Really, in fact, but physically, my heart started going. Like, I just Dude. physically was like, "Stop it! Just yeah. stop the thing! Just stop it! Just yeah. stop. okay, stop. Good. Okay, it's done. Good. Yeah, just slap the metronome off. What's stop. going on? Tell me <coughs> what is wrong. And then here comes that? Brandon, yeah. walking by with yeah. uh, Mr. Kentley, yeah. and we were with a shot on yeah. uh, the books tied yeah. up in the mm-hmm. rope with the rope. Yeah. And there, there goes Philip in his ultimate like, uh oh. They say the look. Boobo is like you, motherfucker. Yeah. To me, I thought what? I thought it was brilliant. To yeah. be honest with you, that he's t- literally taking the murder weapon out of the house with him. Yeah, I thought that was amazing. Yeah, I, I was like, okay, it was also get it the on. Height of fucking arrogance. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. especially to the guy's father who he just killed. Uh huh. Yeah. 
the then, absolute yeah. height of arrogance. I, I actually saw the brilliance in that move. Yeah. Yeah. Until Philip opened his mouth. Yeah. And because he can't help it. Yeah, and then the beautiful shot where you see everybody start to leave and it pulls out and you see the cupboard. Yep. Mm-hmm. You see you see the chest right there. I love watching Miss Wilson yeah. like slowly oh, uh, take away everything. everything. That's yeah. the point. That's, yeah. that's, that's like, like wait, I'm like wait. That's at that wait, point like on, that I started something. to move forward towards yeah. the that's key. That's where she yeah. that's where she I was got like, gut. She's like ooh. Mm-hmm. And the camera is right I, down right there, there, right in line. The it. angle, yeah, the, the angle yeah, is was perfect. Yeah. And she's yeah. about to and open everything's it. Happening. She opens it just a crack. I she just, comes and closes it. Yeah. She and she just went, "Damn it!" <laughs> like it, I, I love the reason I loved that scene. And even though I thought it went on just a tad too long, but I still mm-hmm. loved it because everything is happening off camera. Yeah. Every other discussion is happening right, yeah. away. You don't mm-hmm. see anything. All you see is Miss Wilson. Moving around, putting dishes in the sink, moving stuff around, taking the candles, blowing the... You just see all of her action on top of that chest. And everything else is happening off screen, and I'm going, oh no. And it was during that scene, I think, is when the dropped glass happened, and and like the tech had to run in and just like (laughs) tackle and grab the the glass before it hit any, and then made it made a weird noise. (laughs) It was it was off off camera, Mm -hmm. but if she had dropped it, it would have been noticeable, and they couldn't use that take. So just like it's like no, my job. (laughs) Also, uh, just just a little a little like (laughs) um, the girl who played um, what's her name. Janet. Janet. The girl who played Janet looks, looks at the, the camera 24 times. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> like that straight too. at really? the camera. She's yep. like, she's like, no, Joan, over there. 24 over there. times. She, it's one of those, like, she's talking to someone. And she's like turning her head to see someone. Like, you can see her eyes just right at the camera. But for, it stops like a millisecond. Tiniest of seconds. I didn't notice that. Yeah, 24 times. Yeah, I did see. No, I did call it looking a few times and I, I couldn't figure I'm like was that intentional or no, was that no like, no that was, was the just straight up just like oh that camera. it's like I recognize that there is another human being here I'm just oh god <laughs> shit no <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was quite funny I forget which character she's, she's sitting on the couch with Kenneth yeah and they're discussing um they're discussing David or their relationship or something. I really like the dynamics of those two characters. I thought yeah. that yeah, they're, they really they bring well. up the, the storyline behind them that yep. that she hasn't told Brandon that it was actually Kenneth who broke up with her because apparently she has a reputation of breaking up with guys. Yeah. And he broke up with her because at I guess at that point he didn't feel that she was um, wife material because they mentioned Ooh. they mentioned that she writes for a lore magazine which. I was like, Allure Magazine, a magazine that is still out there today, yeah. mm-hmm. but in this movie they mention it in like derogatory terms yeah. because it's a woman's magazine. Yeah. Because of the... No, she writes yeah, for the lady magazine. magazine known as Allure. Yeah. Yes. I thought she was being sarcastic. Yeah. She was being sarcastic. She but was, and the this, rest of them just were like, oh yeah, that's just a women's That's, that's a what women's you rag. do. That's, what are you doing? Oh, I'm writing for this little, you know, this they call the Allure. Um, being sarcastic, like it's a, oh, it's such a little magazine. But in actuality, they don't give two shits. They don't read a lore. Girls read a lore. 
And the interesting thing, like, I found in that scene, like, just touching on the color a little bit, was, is I feel like it, it explains a little bit more of their character. We, we saw Kenneth, and he was wearing that solid brown suit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He had, uh, uh, Janet with the, there's her red, but it's like scarlet but red But it was like, outfit. yeah, it was like a scarlet. Oh, it was like a scarlet, yeah. I thought it was blood red. Or blood red, It was, a, it was red, a deep yeah. red, yes. It was definitely a deep red. And... My understanding, like, because I actually had to look it up. The the color of brown means uh, a character is grounded. They are also, uh, it's a color of security, it's protection. Mm-hmm. There's a sense of wealth, but the character is like, they're down to earth, they're stable, so they have some type of structure as I'm reading, like, in front of me. Um, but they're also, they, they have this quality of being a follower. But in yeah. this instance... Um, you have Kenneth with uh, Janet who's wearing red, which is the color of passion. It's the color of anger, mm-hmm. unease, um, and heightened emotion. Heightened yeah. emotion. So yeah. you have you have Kenneth who seems to be the stable character. Apparently, what I my, my opinion, of course, I'll just say that because mm-hmm. so, I could be completely incorrect. He was the stable in their relationship where she was. Maybe she uh, was the adventurer. The adventurer, either with him or maybe outside doing other stuff, and for whatever reason, he felt inclined to conclude their relationship well that's that's she brings it up she brings up the point that when they broke up he you know he broke up with her very suddenly and she the reason that they she even got with david was because david gave her the sense of calm yeah so she's she is a a rolling bit of emotion but david is the one who can calm her down and keep her Mm -hmm. steady keep her grounded whereas kenneth never could and Kenneth, for his for his part, realized that, wow, I didn't know that that's what you were going through. Had I known, maybe I would have altered the way. And you're, you're kind of clearing my head up a little bit. Yeah. And they end there, even though their relationship has ended, they end on a good note. They like right. it was, they talked it out, they got it out, it's done. And by the end of it, they're smiling at each other. Well, they can be and, friends. And, but it's, it looked more like a friendly sort of way than a love connection. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe a little bit on his part, because he was, he was kind of looking at her like... Well, it was kind of impossible not to look at her like that, though, because she's very pretty. She was. She, she's yeah. gorgeous. Um, and the fact that they uh, were on the same um, same path because of their understanding of the way Brandon had introduced uh, David, saying in like a subtle way, like, you don't have to worry about David tonight, in so many words. I know I'm butchering it a little bit. It's a summary of something. Yeah, but that's, that's uh, basically what he does but say. But Janet picked up on it. She goes, yeah. And then they were on like the same, same wavelength, so mm-hmm. what they resolved their situation in a sense, maybe not fully, but to some extent. And now they're cooperatively uh, realizing that David isn't present. And um, Brandon Janet, may have something to do with exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I really admire like Janet because her character is very passionate. So yeah. she's yeah. always questioning the entire time. And especially when, whereas, um, uh, sorry, Kenneth in that moment is, he's being more aware because he didn't consider the fact. But then when Janet brings it up, all of a sudden he's piqued with interest. Right. And so now they're working cooperatively to move cooperatively together because they want to resolve where is David and they feel it has something to do with Brandon. Right. True. Yeah. True. And then we get to the point where they're all, they all start leaving. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, and you Rupert picks up the hat that yeah, with David's initials yeah, well, in it. Oh, yeah. Miss that was Wilson that. Hands, hands, hands it over it to, to, it to him. And you see that, that it's the monster <coughs> and he looks at it and it's like, that's just not right. Yeah, like David's yeah. been here. Yeah. But I like right before that, you've yeah. throughout the, the course of this movie by this point, David's mom has been calling. Right. Because 
they hadn't seen him that day. Yeah. They hadn't seen him since the morning. For a while, and yeah. he was, Could have been in the and, club. And they hadn't seen him for a while. And oh, he's a got popular his, folk. You've yeah. got his father there who's like, she's got to cut the apron strings. Yeah. Like He's like, we've got to give him some more independence. He's got to be, yeah. you know, I'm not going to worry about him like that. But as the movie progresses, David's mom calls, I want to say, what, two, three times? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And by the, by the third call... She's worried. By the third call, it's like, I haven't seen him. It's starting to get dark outside. He's not at the party. Something could have happened. Right. I want to call the cops. He was supposed to be home when the streetlights came on. And, the, and, the <laughs> and he's known to be punctual. He's yeah. known right. to be punctual. He's and nowhere he, yeah, to be and found. And he's on other people to be punctual, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if he's nowhere to be found, something happened, I'm going to call the cops. To which Dad is like, all right, I think you're jumping the gun a little bit here. Right. But I'm going to go home because you're obviously having a hard time with this. Mm-hmm. And it kind of triggers everybody else to go, you know, I think I'm going to go wait with you because this, this, something's, it, not, something's right. not right. Something's not right. Yeah. about David. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and then, you know, but the, the beauty of this, I just thought of something, how great it is that the phone conversations are off screen. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That you don't see it and it adds to the tension and you feel for that, that mother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Inten- you know, intently. And I thought about like my own or my own mom who... You know, would frantically call. I I felt more for the mother because no, because us knowing that her son's dead, we know her son's dead, right? And there is not a whole damn thing we can do about it as the audience because you're thinking about ahead of time. It's like she's right. Yeah. She's right. Something's wrong. She's yeah. right. She's absolutely one hundred percent right. Yeah. She has absolutely every every reason to be worried right now. That mother's intuition. Yeah. Yeah. She has every reason the, to be worried. Uh, right the now. instinct is correct. And yep. that just that just adds yeah. to it because yeah. you're already you're feeling that honey. <clears throat> excuse me. You're feeling that heightened sense of panic and and mm. nervousness because you already know what's going on and everybody else is freaking out. Mm. But then you're feeling that little bit of emotion to where. Oh my God! Now you've got the mother's anxiety right. on top of everything else. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> so they all leave. They get the you know the Rupert's handed the monogram hat, but DK arrogant, yeah. so freaking arrogant. Yeah. That's a piece of evidence, you yeah. moron. Now see, is it bad? I saw DK in my very first thought was Donkey Kong. <laughs> yeah, I see. I'm not- <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna rise out of the chest and throw a barrel yeah, on him. Like, <laughs> donkey cut. Oh wait, no. Is it okay? His name's I David. I think twice. I'm like donkey. I'm like, oh dear, David. <laughs> <laughs> I did have that brief second. I'm like, donkey. Rupert comes back. Yes, because he forgot his cigarette case. Well, supposedly. His cigarette, his cigarette case. Yeah. He plants it on the chest. Yeah. Which had already yeah. been opened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. no one saw inside yet. No. Yeah. But there's there's a beautiful exchange here where they're like, okay, they're in there and like, uh, you know, Brendan's sitting down like, hey, we did it. Great. You know, it sits down like, you know, it sits on the couch almost like it's his throne. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Like, I got it. We, we did it. We did, we it. did, we did this great. And then Philip, who was just, like a battling, you know, breaking down. Losing yeah, it. Who, you know, who was completely it. drunk and like, never going to make it. And he's, he's basically like, let's get this done. And here's Let's leave, yeah. let's yeah. go. But here's the thing, they still haven't won yet, because what they gotta like even yeah. if, they gotta dump him in the lake. Even yeah. if Rupert hadn't come back, they've gotta take a body down however many flights the of stairs. stairs. Right. Yeah. Gonna, yeah. They would take the And they're gonna stairs. take the body, they're gonna take that whole cabinet. 
Right. How are they going to do this? There's my, still my a hundred th- ways you can get caught. My whole thing was, how are, yeah, what are they going to do to move the body? Are they going to try to stuff him in a suitcase? Yeah. Which is doable, because rigor mortis has not set in yet. More science. You're still pliable. You're starting yeah. to stiffen up, but not yeah, really. Yeah, the movie but Don't Tell Mom. Yeah, they the don't movie. have to cut you up. Yeah. The you movie could, Don't you, Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead is, is coming back to perfect one Dishes are done. It's man. 100% yeah. perfectly accurate for that point, yes. They could have uh, put him in Kelly a big piece of idiot. luggage. A big piece uh, of luggage. Yeah. They could have done that. That's. It would have taken some time. Calling the downstairs car to come get them. Yeah. They weren't going to have time for that. I don't know how yeah. they were going to attempt to get this body out. No. Again, it was it was arrogance, and they didn't. They they were like, oh, we can do this. We're smart. We can do this. Yeah. You, you did. You didn't plan this. It's all this fine. Shit. We've got this. You, know, you think you planned it I mean, out? Christ. You think you're a genius, but you're goddamn not. Yeah. At the very beginning of the movie, when they're setting up in the kitchen and uh, in the living room to have this food, the rope is hanging outside of the box. Uh-huh. Right. Philip nearly right. has like a panic attack a about that down. damn rope. Like, yeah. Brandon. <laughs> it's like, Brandon's like, yeah. He's like, pull it out. I can't. Oh my god, he's basically like, you wimp. Yeah. Holy <laughs> piece of rope, Philip. So speaking with that, then when Rupert comes back and has the rope in his pocket, oh, I was like, oh, you were oh. right. You tied it a little clumsily. I was like, like Brandon, at this point, you, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, uh, Brandon has a, put a gun in his pocket. Yeah. Oh, yeah, which Jimmy Stewart picks up on immediately. Rupert picks up on that. He tells him off on it. Are you just happy to see me? Basically. <laughs> Why not you're happy, both? You're happy to take me out, apparently. You know. <laughs> <laughs> not to dinner. Yeah. And I, I was kind of surprised Brandon didn't threaten him with it. He, he just tossed it aside. He's like, oh, you got to be careful because oh, of robbers yeah. around. Robbers, yeah. This is a terrible neighborhood, bitch. It's you're like, on the Upper East Side. You're going to kill you're him with that gun. You're going to Connecticut. Yeah. yeah. And when yeah. He, Did anybody, like, when he threw the gun, I'm just like, the bullet's gonna go off. I'm like, oh right? I was like, it's oh, gonna no. go off the gun. I was like, oh shit, oh shit. And it, nothing yeah. happened. I couldn't believe it. I was like, yeah. nothing. And he I said, yeah, just... it's like you wouldn't kill if that, if you wanted to kill, you wouldn't miss at that close range. And yeah. I'm just, I'm glad that they didn't do uh, yeah. what. I mean, granted, it was movies later on start to do it. Like every time someone's got a gun, every time they move it, it makes noises. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. You know, not even the. It's like. <laughs> Yeah. Like the clicks oh, and the clacks. Oh, okay, yeah, if you yeah. got a gun and it's making that that kind of noise, don't use it. Right. Something's very wrong. Right, right. And this is where I thought of it because I did some research on it, and you know my Jimmy Stewart infatuation grew a little bit more. But he was a World War II fighter pilot. Yes, he was. Yeah. And this just showed, you know, like to me where it's like he just looked at somebody who has a gun. And he's like, whatever. What are you gonna do, bitch? You're going to shoot me? You're going to shoot me? I hate to disappoint you, but you're not the first person to point a gun at me. No, no. That was the amazing thing. Like, I have to say, there was a. This is where Stuart is such an incredible actor. There was a duality of emotion in that very moment when he's sitting on the couch. Mm -hmm. Right. He's both uh, completely calm. Yeah. And there's also one quick light take where, in the, the midst of that scene, he just looked very quickly. At Brandon notices the gun. He looks back, and you can tell it's the the fear and then the calm. Oh yeah, there's, there's, he's, 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 he's outwardly wow. he's outwardly he very calm. Yeah. but in yeah. his head he's kind of going. Ah, yeah. Yeah. What the there hell? is literal yeah. panic under the surface. I don't think it was but so much was panic. So... I think he was just trying to control the scene. Yeah, yeah. This is where he's just looking at. It. He's like, okay, they got the gun. They do this, and he's like, okay, there. And he, but where 
he like has one more drink, makes them pour a drink, and they and they light his cigarette for him. Too, but so like I don't want to just leave right away. No, he's like no, I'm, I have I'll, this. I'll, I'm fine. I'll yeah. walk out with you. Yeah, <laughs> I'll do that. He was very bald. Everything he was saying was like quite ballsy. Like, Damn, yeah. this dude's like yeah. because he's basically going. Come on, let's let's do this. Let's yeah. hash this yeah. out. Yeah. Tell me what you did. I've known you since you were little children. Yeah. I have the upper hands. And he's basically going. Please tell me that you didn't do what I think you did. Yeah. And it's not until he he sees what they did yeah. that it, it triggers. And that was just beautiful. It's like probably the greatest shot where it's just you know fades out to black. You know it just zooms in at the cover at the cover of the mm-hmm. chest, mm-hmm. pans up and you. Another oh take, yeah. no. Yep. Oh no. You're just gonna think he knew all three of them. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he's he, he yeah. Kenneth too. Kenneth yeah. left. Yeah. He knew all of them. They were all his students. Mm. Yeah. He was basically uh, not obviously master. very he's like yeah. house head of house. Yeah, yeah. 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 He obviously knew them very well. He's and I mean, you know, I, I, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, you know, to be able to say, oh, yeah, they're, they're, and, well, I was thinking yeah, it was Harry, Rupert, and uh, yeah. Hermione, yeah. <coughs> yeah. Oh, they, shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't that be Dumbledore? I, I don't want to. No, Dumbledore would have been, the, like, would been the headmaster. Or, uh, yeah. His headmaster. Yeah. Yeah. McGonagall, yeah. Oh, my bad. Okay. Yeah. I, I noticed how the it was like red light, green light. Oh, right. yeah. Yes. Yes. Because the lights were That's never really an issue up until this point when it started getting real tight. Right, and yeah. I, I wonder if it was a reference to that game. I mean, possibly. Uh, you know, and then Phillips shouts something uh, about cat and mouse. I'm sick of this cat and mouse. Yeah. Or who's the cat? Who's the mouse? Yeah, obviously. And it's he like, oh, you dumbass. Yeah, he, just, he throws it and then confesses everything. And and he's drunk as shit and just. Uh, I yeah. thought he was gonna turn it around and blame it all on on Brandon, but he yeah. didn't. Yeah. No, right. he took he took responsibility for what he did yeah. because they discussed it. This is not something that was. Again, I think he's in love with him, so he right. wouldn't turn around and say, "Yeah, oh, it was all him." No, he would say. Brandon, however, would turn around and say, "It was all Philip." Right. He I I, I didn't do any of this. It's yeah. all Philip. If he, he would throw if Philip he under the bus so hard, if he didn't right. get caught with it, right? If he yeah. hadn't been making these little remarks, right? If he if he had kept his mouth shut, he could have faked innocence, and I know because he's that type of sociopath. Yeah. It's all about me. Exactly. And I think even Philip was like, you just wanted him to f- notice that how yeah. smart you are. Yeah. Yeah. Have well, the yeah, he's yeah, and have the teacher notice you, which you, you know that you know that explains. Look, this is the art. This is the stuff we talked about. You well, know, he the, had said initially we, we put your words out here. He did say initially yeah. that he was going to talk to Rupert about being involved in this. Yeah. And Philip went, "Why would you do that?" Like. Or why didn't you? Right. Yeah, I mean, like the last quarter of the film, when um, Rupert came back, I was really it had the mindset like the way these guys were trying to bring Rupert into it. It was he a might, great sense that he could have been. He could have been a part of this. If this actually went further ahead and showed a court scene, he could have been implicated because now he know he's aware of it. And then the gun back and forth. I'm like, wow, Rupert's really into this because they can turn around like double team and go, you know. He was sort. He was in on this from the start. They could right. really like got this guy good. Right. I mean, if yeah. the film had actually showed a court scene like yeah. order or whatever and all that. But it's still how they use the words and how it's like okay, he you know he realizes that he influenced it unintentionally. Yep. 
and you know, then you see the change, but also you see the the great anger, and I mean, it just I disgust, disgust, yeah. and and every emotion there just rises and rises and rises. And it's like he's sad too. Yeah, he's it, sad it, he, because everything. Yeah. You know, he's like, okay, and I understand, you know, or I've been a teacher for nearly 30 years in some form or another. And just when you have influence on a student and they do, they take a lesson that you've learned three, four years down the road and, you know, implement it and say, and obviously it's good things. It makes me feel amazing. Like I, I had that opportunity to influence someone, but then, you know, when it turns dark. Yeah. And that's, you know, also been something I'm like, no, you misunderstood and it's cleared up. But then, you know, where it's like, okay, you've taken a life over what I said and what seemed to be in passing. It was, yeah, it was a belief that I said that sounded very arrogant, but didn't keep me up at night. I didn't lose sleep over it. It was just a passing comment and an ideology. Mm -hmm. It wasn't something I put too much stock into, whereas you put all the stock in it. And that's not what I meant. Yeah. You did, ha- did you have the dialogue? Cause you had I had it right here. All right. When you were ready, I was going to ask you if you could uh, read it, but yeah. I don't know if you want to... I have it. All right. Uh, I'll do it as Stuart. So. <laughs> there. Brandon, till this very moment, the world and the people in it have been, always been very dark and incomprehensible to me. I tried to clear, uh, clear my way through logic and superior intellect, and you throw your words right back in my face, Brendan. You were right, too. Nothing else. A man should stand by his words. But you've given my words meaning I've never dreamed of. You've tried to twist them into a cold logic excuse for your ugly murder. Well, you never were that, Brendan. You can't make them for that. There must be something deep inside for you, something from the very start to let you do this thing. But there's always been something deep inside of me that would never let me do it. And you would never let me be a part of that now. What do you mean? I mean, tonight you've made me ashamed of every concept I've ever had of superior or inferior beings. But I thank you for that shame, because now I know that we are each in separate human beings, Brendan. With that right to live and work and think as individuals, but with an obligation to society that we live in. But right, by what right do you do, you dare say that there's superior beings to the few you belong by what right do you dare to decide that that boy inferior was <coughs> inferior there could be killed? That did you think that we're God, Brendan? Is there what you thought when you chopped a life on him? Is that what you thought when you served food from his grave? I don't know what you thought or what you are, but I do know what you've done. You murdered. You strike a life out of another human being, being who lived and loved that you never could and will never will again. What are you doing? It's not what I'm about to do, it's what society's gonna do. I don't know what that will be, but I can guess. And I can help. You're gonna die, both of you. You're gonna die. 
And that's when he takes the gun and shoots it out the window. Right after yeah. that, he does something that I think is very poignant. Yeah. He goes over and he sits in the chair next to the chest. Mm. Almost like he's protecting him. Yeah. From these two people. Yeah. He puts his arm on the chest yeah. and he sits down next to it and he's guarding it. Yeah. And I and love that this ends at this that point. Way. Well, yeah. I, I feel like it, um, well, f- for one thing, uh, crap, I forgot what I was going to say. I, I kept thinking about what I was going to say. Uh, oh, um, well, I, I like how they stretch out the moment so you can see it sink in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it goes on and on, and you're kind of wondering, is he going to do something? But it, no, he doesn't. And then I, also I was thinking, hey, firing a gun out the window, is that 911 before 911? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how I got... Did you just hear fire? Shots fired? Yeah. What? Oh my well, God. the gun already went off once. I was like, don't they have neighbors? Yeah. But now the neighbors are chattering and calling the police and the sirens start, and they he just lets the all sink in nice and leisurely like. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, and even where the camera pans earlier before the spiel of where it's just little things, or I might have hit him in the head, or it, it was just... Right, how the, would you the, do yeah. it? How would you have done yeah. it? Well, I would have done this, and I yeah. would have done that. Well, and then I would have dragged him out the back stairway. Oh, you would have been caught. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, wait, no, I'd have to wait. Yeah. But the way the ending was, and it's just, just Hitchcock, you know, the master of suspense, mm-hmm. doesn't let the audience cool down. No. Either. It's like, okay, this all happened. Jimmy Stewart gave an amazing monologue, mm-hmm. which I did not do half the emotion as well as he did. Um, but, you know, and then just do that, and then every, and it just ended. Yeah. You know, boom. I'm like, oh. But I thought it ended well. Like, where it ended, I thought it well. was perfect. It was, like, absolutely 100% there. Yeah. And I really enjoyed this one. I really did. Yeah. I, it's been a while since I've enjoyed a movie like this. Yeah. Yeah. This one is definitely something to buy and yeah. something to watch. I would definitely. This is another yeah. one I would watch again. Yeah. Absolutely. It, yeah. I'd like to show it to some. It's one of those like, hey, you guys want to watch a really cool movie? Yeah. This one had me, you know, hooked. Yeah. So check this check out. Check this out. Yeah. This yeah. is good. The, the one we watched, we saw it on uh, on YouTube and it was the Arabic uh, <laughs> subtitle one. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm watching it the whole time. I'm like, oh, wait, no. Arabic goes the other way. It yeah, reads, it reads back, it's right to backwards. left. Yeah. Okay. So I'm watching it. I'm like, how does it... Oh, no, I see it now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Dan got out of this. Yes. <laughs> Arabic is written the other direction. <laughs> I mean, the, the thing for me, like, uh, I mean, just leading up to the speech, the my, literally my favorite scene in the entire film is when Stuart reveals uh, the rope. And like you guys mm-hmm. were talking about earlier, that color transition. That we, did. That's something we did touch on. I mean, color is something you're going to find in Hitchcock. Big time. I yep. talked yeah. about it in, as much as I could uh, from what I took away in Vertigo. Yeah. And this was uh, prior to Vertigo. But um, this was like, I feel like this was um, his inception with color. Because now we, uh, 48 was his first color film. Mm-hmm. And now he's like, I can do more deeper things with color. There was a lot of red and green that we pointed out in uh, Rear Window. Right. Uh, I mean, 
I feel bad you the weren't color able to be there right. with us. I tried to be as oh from last week. I'm sorry. Yeah, I tried to be as observational as I could. Yeah, but uh, no, I, 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 I thank you for your observations, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> I tried, but I don't think I quite got there. Yeah, we, I think we both did too. Or like, no, no, like I've got to do something. Kelly, Kelly comment. I was like, yep, that's me. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. She's she is so like my girl crush. Yeah, she's yeah. Like absolutely, beautiful. she's my princess. Yeah. So I would not like. She's just like the woman. She's beautiful. I'm just like melt like butter. I feel that's like. why we were just like droop. We were talking <laughs> about presence. another Hitchcock film that we that I I'd want to watch is another Grace Kelly and I'm like please. Dial <laughs> M for murder. Dial yes. M for muffins. <laughs> Greatest yeah. typo ever. Yeah, I, I had to just like sit back for a minute and I'm like, what the fuck? How does that work? I'm just looking I'm like, like can I have muffins? I want muffins. <laughs> That's one day we should all just still need to start eating muffins. We, as we do eat muffins this. while we watch it. <laughs> Only chocolate chip. Yeah. For me. <laughs> variety pack. To the variety pack. Uh, I wonder if Shaw still to has the... To the stop and shop. I wonder if Shaw still has the pina colada muffins that they did. Oh, wow. Well, they might. Ooh. Ooh, those were good. Yeah. Good now yeah. we want muffins. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Damn yeah. it. You can be hungry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this one... Um, Hennessy casting. Okay. <laughs> now, all right. Yeah. Here's my my thing. Yeah. Because. I know you've got one. Um, oh. Yeah. yeah. The the yeah. first person you see on screen besides David dying, is the first person you see is Brandon. Yeah. Brandon looks like freaking Jason Sudeikis. Like a very young oh, wow. Jason yeah. Sudeikis. She kept pointing this out. And I'm just, just looking like, going, he's Jason, Jason Sudeikis without a beard. <laughs> Oh, I went. I went in a different direction. Yeah, oh. I, I was like, he looks like an evil French steward who opened his eyes a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that too. <laughs> did, we French, did it. French see, that's steward why is a eyes... little thinner though. Like he's mm. a little bit more gone. Yeah. Well, see, that's why. He, that's why French steward always has his eyes closed. It holds in the evil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like. I kept thinking about William Shatner. I'm like, is this where he learned how to act from watching this guy in this movie? Because there's a lot of weird, like, facial... I'm like, that's so such a William Shatner thing. I mean, it kind of is. John Dahl was like, this was, like, earlier on, so I don't know, like, when what Shatner's backstory on acting, but I kept thinking, like, uh, there's some William Shatner things happening here that William Shatner do, so... Well, speaking of the Shat, I was actually flipping through channels yeah. the other day. I landed on MeTV. It was doing the tw- that Twilight Zone episode. There's something on the wing. Yeah. I'm, watching, I'm like, this is so much more over yeah, I the top meant, than, yeah. I, than yeah. I ever remembered it. Yeah, yeah. Which brings me back to the the uh, third rock from the sun episode. The best joke ever. Oh, uh, it, it went over everybody's head. Not mine. Yeah. Well, yeah. When you pointed it out, I saw it. It's there. It's like, you know, William Shatner gets off a plane and John Lithgow is like, meets is, him there. Uh, meets him oh. they're talking. Just like, oh, it's weird. I saw something on the wing, and he goes, "Me too." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like. <laughs> oh, perfect! That's yeah. great. Yeah, even though the original Twilight Zone yeah. is the only Twilight Zone, but the yep. the yeah, yeah, yeah for the background though, they they remade that, and John Lithgow played mm-hmm. you know the Shatner's bit. It was great. I don't know why people didn't like the movie. It was so good. Yeah. It did. It, it, it was good, but it didn't live up to Rod Serling's. Yeah, I know. No, the original because putting peanut butter on hamburgers should be a sin. Who put peanut butter on hamburgers? The um, wish him into the cornfield kid in the movie. Billy Mummy? No, in the movie version. It was like, oh, that's what I took away from. 
I know, I know Bill Mummy from That's why it five. made me sick. Yeah. It was that's what Billy, I took uh, away from that. Billy Mummy was the kid in the cornfield. The kid who wished people in the cornfields. Huh. Yeah. 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 That was the, the most disturbing thing about that movie. That's what I took away from it. <laughs> why? Uh, why? Why ruin a perfectly good hamburger? Yeah. No. You had a I thought you liked peanut butter. I do not on hamburgers. I know, yeah. right? You had a fantasy rewrite. That kid was a monster. Yeah. I kind of I kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier. If there was a slight rewrite to this where in fact David didn't die. Yeah. He was knocked the hell out and he woke up. That would be and great. Yeah. Like yeah, that I mean, it would be a whole different tone to the movie. Yeah. It would turn into like a slight horror movie for a short for a short period, but I think like the, the the movie as is is brilliant. Yeah. But I think a like a re like a slight redo where, you know, they thought that they had done it because they'd seen or they'd heard so much about this and they didn't realize you gotta really choke someone out for a long time and he just passed out. Humans yeah. are not the same as chickens. No. no. Yeah. yeah, well that would I think it would have been interesting if if uh, Jimmy Stewart opened the Basically, the casket is what it is. Yeah. yeah, it's essentially it's a casket. They open up. He opens it up, and he's like, he's still breathing. Yeah, yeah. You know, or yeah. something yeah. like that. Well, I mean, it's nineteen forty-eight. One of the things then with that and that era, you had a lot of people. Um, you have the baby boomer generation starting to be born, and you have people coming back from World War Two, mm-hmm. and a lot of cinema at that time was tell, because it dealt with death, was tell, not show. Yeah. Right. And it was just off screen. A lot of people, you know, were, that was the last time in American history where everybody went off and, you know, fought. Every able-bodied person went off and fought or mm-hmm. helped in some way. Yep. So they knew what the dead looked like. They knew all that. But right. it's just, you know, wanna... that was fresh in the mind. And it's literally just, you know, poking at that instead of showing. <laughs> you know, or that. So, like, if they showed it, it obviously wouldn't have flown. No. Poke. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And to be fair, at that point, yeah. uh, like, World War Two was really the last time we were actually like fully mobilized not even fully mobilized like we're actually fully the good guys in this like the last time we had a legit you know Nazis are bad guys just remember that they're not very good they're not very fun people yeah Nazis are bad that was the last time we had a real clear cut enemy and the war after that just like it is not that black and white well we did when we went after Al Qaeda but yeah it's still yeah it it does get a little murky it gets it gets murky it gets a little murky with tactics that's the thing yeah I agree Drone drone bombing an entire town to take out a few insurgents is like yeah okay but what about the people who weren't in ISIS right yeah, true, true. People are still people. I don't know if this is considered a Bob observation or uh, like a fantasy uh, idea for a film, but if I could have redone the ending, um, I wouldn't have touched anything. The where I would have uh, really thought would have been absolutely brilliant way to end the film is instead of uh, the way it did during the gun battle. What what I really I was paying attention like to how the the gun was positioned. Mm. You, you have uh, uh, Stuart or Rupert. And Philip, and the way they have the gun, it was like facing uh, towards Brandon, who yes. was slightly off screen. Mm-hmm. I thought, wouldn't it be amazing if somebody, and it was undefined, pulls the trigger, gun bangs, we hear a body drop. We could even like see something like we, we acknowledge that Brandon has died. 
uh, Rupert, uh, Philip continue their gun battle and somehow manage, uh, let's say, Philip uh, shoots Rupert, gunned him down, dead. Yeah. Well, now Philip's left and he's like, now Shit, three what bodies. Do I, what do I do now? And so Philip yeah. says, well, my hands are good for, uh, for one more thing and bang. And the film ends right then and there. Like, That's a very Stephen King ending. <laughs> it would have been way darker, but yeah, I could see that too. Yeah, no, and because um, I was just murder like, suicide. Yeah, would have been. In, I mean, it would have cut about six minutes, and maybe even shorter film if you yeah. want to say that. <laughs> Not that it was long by any means. It was fantastic the way it was, but that's really the only alternative I could think. The other goofy way I, I thought was how cool would it be if. Will Ferrell and John C. Riley did one more <laughs> version of Step Brothers and it was oh, like no. in the vein of rope and it just the two oh, of no. it's, a, it's a murder plot comedy. Don't ruin this. Oh. <laughs> totally oh. Take it down a notch. Oh. That's all I could think to do. Oh, I'm just thinking of it. Yeah, I was oh, thinking of John C. Riley just rubbing uh, his nuts on the thing. Like, I'm a <laughs> No, rubbing his nuts on the chest. <laughs> you mentioned, you mentioned One Will Ferrell. One last teabag. Chest. Imagine Will Ferrell and deuce chills. See, I would have liked to see me in, in more of the this like, horror surprise. surprise. <laughs> That's what? the best observation what? ever. This <laughs> is... Um, no, I would have I would have gone the more like horror side of it and yeah. would have done the whole while they like I said while the two of them at the very beginning of the movie had strangled him or thought they had and they were in another room if he managed to get out and like oh. crawl into a different room Murder off screen Ooh, and yeah. they think that he's in there this whole time yeah. and then once um, once Kill everybody fail. leaves and Jimmy Stewart's character comes back and they think they've won, and he opens up the thing, and no, there's no body in there. Yeah. Oh, and he would have put the thing down and went, what are you playing at? Yeah. Like, what, what, what are you doing? And they what go is wrong with and he's not in there. Yeah. And then around the corner, he walks out and grabs the gun. Yeah. Because oh, the gun had been put that's down. Great, oh, that's been, And then it ends right there. And it would have ended right there, maybe Ooh. a gunshot. And then ends. So it left it completely Ooh. ambiguous. Man, See, yeah. I thought that would have been a really cool. Yeah, one. I agree. That's a really. So I just, yeah. just gotta say, I love it. I love the random words yeah. that your accent comes out on, because you really don't have one no. except for a few words. But horror, <laughs> horror, <laughs> one of my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> horror. Uh, the horror. What if well, fantasy casting Rupert, but he's a cartoon bear with a scarf? <laughs> okay. Oh, leave my Rupert alone. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to be British too, don't forget. <laughs> okay, I'd like to make just two final points. The something reference in the movie uh, that the uh, Atwater the and Janet and uh, Rupert, the movie they're actually referencing uh, that was between Cary Gray and Ingrid Bergman, and I, never, I haven't seen it oh, yet, so yeah, it'd be a real so treat to watch with you guys. It was, uh, uh, it was actually Notorious, yes. 46, yep. with uh, that was Hitchcock's film yep. they were referencing. Yes. So that was like a uh, tongue-in-cheek. It's either something, uh, something, or just Hitchcock. And they, threw, and they threw so much shade at Cary Grant. Yep. Oh, they threw so much shade at him. He was up, originally up for the role. He was. Yep. Yep. And and, but there's was, also uh, this North huge... Northwest. He also... I've, I actually have read both a, a Jimmy Stewart biography and a Cary Grant biography yeah. separately. And Cary Grant always was like two steps behind Stewart right. when it came to movies. Yeah. And he held him like as an adversary. Right. He kept like... 
he never won an Oscar because Jimmy Stewart won all the Oscars. You know, he never made the the big movie like the ones that everybody remembers, like um, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. He never made a uh, anything that anybody actually really remembered hardcore the way Stewart did. Right. And it was always contention between the two of them. So Stewart saying a doing a snide little. Carry remark oh, is is was literally a jab at him. It was literally a stay out of my way, stay in my shadow. Yeah, and I was like, whoa, okay, Cause, cause that was a great little bit of shade you just let's threw. Let's face it, Jimmy Stewart was kind of a raving egotist when you get down to it. In real life, he really wasn't though. He was no. so humble. I heard he was rough to work with. He might have been rough to work with in the craft, but yeah. as a person, yeah. he was like a very sweet, humble man. He was uh, uh, he was one of the ones who people actually really looked up to in the family sort of way. He was married to the same woman. They had twin daughters. For many for forever. Up to death. Yeah. yeah. They, he the was 30s like, till death, yeah. He was literally he he was looked at as the perfect uh, man to look up to. He took care of his family. He uh, he uh, he loved his parents. He did charity work. Like there was a lot of stuff to look up to when it came to Jimmy Stewart. Whereas the other side of the coin, you looked at Cary Grant. He was married four times. Um, he. Uh, was known for domestic abuse. Oh. He had a lot of. He was an alcoholic and a drug user, and he uh, was known as like the bad boy of Hollywood. See, I need to figure out where I got that information about. Uh... No, and like I said, it's entirely possible that Jimmy Stewart was hard to work with because I, I, he was I probably be a perfectionist. Let's say I might be misremembering too, and you know, listeners, if I am, set me right, please. It's it's entirely possible. I had not heard that, but that doesn't mean I I'm wrong. Um, Cary Grant apparently was very difficult to work with. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so I know yeah. so little, but yeah, I can't even respond. Like, I, I just, I've never actually got into Cary Grant. I, I feel like because of this group and just like personal uh, in, interest in movies, it's always been focused on uh, James Stewart, Jimmy Stewart. Right. So I really have nothing on, I mean, besides... I've seen North by Northwest. I'm trying to remember. He was really great. He was orange in that. I think yep. he was using some kind of uh, nacho cheese uh, <laughs> uh, skin toning thing, or I don't know what he was going for, but he had definitely had an orange thing going. He so. was a really, really self-deprecating. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Either that was Doritos around back then. He just kept no. like, wiping <laughs> the face going, Spray, oh, spray cheese. Oh, oh, yeah, you got um, Spray his, cheese, yeah. Stop making me hungry. <laughs> Cary Grant was actually, um, uh, he was British. Um, That's right. Yeah, yeah. and his yeah. real name was Archibald Leach. Oh my God, and that was, was his name. Wow. That was his real name. Wow. Um, and uh, he uh, he was very very self deprecating. In fact, he named his dog Archibald Leach wow. because that's how he saw himself. Like yeah, there's there was a lot. I could go into a long thing about Cary Grant. I'm not going to. Yeah. But he was a fascinating human being yeah. and a yeah. terrible human being. True. Yeah. Yep. There you go. <laughs> That's one, all. One last thing, but actually, if I could do like a side thing to talk about, uh, I mean, if you guys don't mind, you can go, go ahead. Go for it. We're yeah. an hour forty-seven. Oh, I still got time. All right. So, real quick thing to point out: Did you know this movie was lost in time, guys? Uh, wasn't it one of the the lost five? Yeah. Was it, like uh... I couldn't believe it. This movie. Um, so there was a rights dispute with Warner Brothers. It went back to Hitchcock's daughter Patricia. 
for an extended period of time, and somehow this movie became lost along with Rear Window, The Man Who Knew Too Much, uh, The Trouble with Harry, which is actually a comedy. That's, I wish we could watch that one, too. Huh? Uh, and Vertigo Hitchcock as well. Hitchcock did a comedy? He did. It was like a, a comedy, uh, like mystery uh, film. Huh. But now I'm comedy. curious. Yeah. I'm a little curious, too. So, I, am, yeah. I am both intrigued and horrified. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I never anticipated. I actually read the synopsis. I'm like, oh, my God, i got to receive this one. Now. But um, these movies were actually lost because they went back to the Hitchcock estate, which um, at that time was uh, to his daughter. And then I, this is where I believe, uh, I guess somehow they must have settled with Universal on uh, distributing the film because somewhere in the 80s, they claim, from what I read, uh, they say around 84, could have been mid-80s, more specific, depending on the uh, the film, but they were re-released in theater, and that's when people were like, oh man, there's actually more Hitchcock movies that we didn't know about. So they, for from the, 50, uh, the late 40s through like, I mean, you're looking at about almost, what, like 40-some-odd years, these movies were lost in time. Huh. Because wow. they were just held uh, with the Hitchcock estate, his daughter. So wow. That's a interesting. buyer actually had to come out and purchase the rights. So that's why you have Universal, which distributes this, whereas Warner Brothers was the primary studio. You see at the beginning, Transatlantic Pictures. <coughs> they owned the rights to this film. They distributed the film. Yeah. And then they they got rescinded, uh, and then back to the estate, and then it was Universal that had to come in, and they swooped up the rights to um, this film, and all the way up through, uh, I think it was a Frenzy or Family Plot, I'm sorry if I'm getting that wrong, the, those are one of his last two films he did oh. with Universal. Wow. So, yep. Interesting. Yep. It's amazing. Wow. Believe it. It's kind of like Chaplin. Yeah. The, the same deal. A lot of his films got lost for a while and then got picked up later. Hmm. Uh, uh, wow. Wow. That's, that's really intriguing. Uh, that, what was the comedy name? Was Oh, it was uh, The Trouble with Harry. That, that one came out in 55. That, that why does that title ring a bell? Sounds so familiar. I that's... don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, shall we write actually things came up? Out yeah. It was 50... Well, I was going to say, uh, that uh, fi the Trouble with Harry came out in 55. That was a year after uh, Rear Window, so... Nice. Yep. Hmm. Nice. Hmm. All right, folks. So we're going to wind this one out now. Uh, for next week, we'll continue with Hitchcock Month. Be on the lookout for our Instagram and our Facebook page to see what's coming next. Uh, we'll get that to you a couple days after the recording. As always, you know, we do appreciate anything. Uh, share this anywhere possible. Um, and we certainly do love it. So, as always, we sign off. Be good. Take care of yourselves. But don't be too good. <laughs>